Hello and welcome to the Romageddon Podcast, the Grand Designs Campaign, episode number 51, the Please God Let It Be, the final episode of this season episode, uh, since we didn't get to finish it last time. You get a bonus episode, aren't you excited? Yay, I'll be excited. Bonus. Yay. Uh, this is a Pathfinder 2 campaign. I'm Jason, I'm the Game Master, here's four people who are also playing with me. I'm Ollie, playing Carl the Wizard. And I'm Sam, playing Ori the Oracle. I'm Papa Roach's number one fan, and I'm playing Aria Speedwagon. And I am Jordy, playing Florian Ekal. Are you really Papa Roach's number one fan? Because you lose all your hero points for that? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? They, they do good stuff. <laughs> they did some good things in their time. All right, let's get you some hero points. Passing them around. Everybody t- gets one. And I'm going to do the dice rolling gig again. Woo! We're gonna what see was the line that you said to him when he scooped that ice cream? Oh, cut my life into Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> or the serial killer version, cut my wife into pieces. Cut my wife into pieces. All right. So uh, let's see if we can get you some extra hero points. You might need them tonight. Who wants to go first? Three. You get no extra hero points. Shall we? Three. It's right in the cocktails. And no extra hero points. Uh, six. No three. No, I got a three, though. So no extra <laughs> hero points. Nobody gets any extra hero points? Six. You get one extra hero point. I feel like we should take away that one hero point. <laughs> just from Ollie. We should, just split. Yeah. We should yeah. split that one. Yeah. We should all- <laughs> yes. It'll be a so- was it Solomon's choice. Yeah. That's what he got for bragging. It's a it's a group <laughs> hero point. Collective. Okay, well, I'll use it for a group thing. I love that. I could really screw with y'all and have like collective hero points where you guys have to argue about who gets to use them when. Somebody be reaching for it. I really want to make that society check. And well be all fuck you do. I I- like a pool of hero points, I don't think it's a bad idea, actually. Yeah, like two extra ones for the middle of the table for the four of us to split. <laughs> I think that's a very fair compromise. It's kind of like darkness. In a yeah, way. I was going to say, it's kind of like the like just yeah. doing backwards version of Coriolis. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like pretty reasonable to me. I think that's fair. All, All right, let's get started. <laughs> Anybody remember what happened last time? Uh, we, oh we heard, we met, <laughs> we were going to meet Ico. Uh, one second, look at his name. Rustfeld. Rustfeld. Ico Rustfeld, the bard, the famous bard who happens to be a member of the Tesserai sect. Tesserai sect. Set. 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 And uh, the Storyteller Circle, I think. Yep, that's just the modern name for it. Um, and they have a pendant with like a rainbow thing on it, I believe. It's a uh, mosaic. Uh, let me write mosaic. I failed to get into the button and bone, and I stabbed Florian. <laughs> It was an excellent distraction, though, as it allowed <laughs> Ori to sneak in and witness the uh, reading or performance by the bard. Um, and then they were going to meet us with the chip bone. Uh, at at midnight. You left out your exciting cafeteria adventure. Oh, yeah. Before that, we were in a library <laughs> looking for the cafeteria. We did a lot of research. We did a lot of research. Yeah. So, found out some interesting mm-hmm. clues and stuff. I went out in a field and talked to a bunch of moths, and they liked it. Hell yeah, that's right. Sent your message out into the ether, trying to attract the attention of the queen of moths. Voices carry. the ether, queen of moths. 
And now, you all find yourself at the chipped bone, walking through the front door just after midnight when you're supposed to meet this uh, individual, this Eco Rustfeld. Midnight at the chipped bone. It's a pretty busy time. It's filled with mostly ruffians and, and savory types. They're gambling, drinking, but not causing too many problems since this is sort of a, I don't want to say the headquarters of the, of the 11th hour, but definitely a, an elysium of sorts for its members. Anybody causes problems, they get the fuck kicked out. They cause more problems, they get the fuck kicked out of them. So it's mostly full. You see behind the bar, familiar face to any of you who have been working with Dwervin. You see Caliban. So an older gentleman, almost looks uh, like a taller, older version of Dwervin. Uh, you don't see Dwervin anywhere, but he's usually back in one of the private booths behind like this latticework wall, doing business and that sort of thing. And you look over and you see at one table, the person who I believe every all of you actually saw, because you, the, what is it, Florian and Arya, you sat on the roof across the street. Man with bright eyes and wavy brown hair, average height, looks to be in his early to mid-40s. He's dressed in rugged and durable traveler's clothing. Sitting next to him, a man that I believe both Ori and Carl talked to, the one who was guarding outside his door. Man with, looks to be about 10, 15 years older than Mr. Rustfeld. Faded green eyes that kind of dart around, watching everything around him. Mostly bald, gray hair on the sides, little on the shorter side with a wiry build. Uh, just think, visually think, uh, oh God, what's his name? Mike from Breaking Bad. He's also uh, in Community. Yeah, I, yeah. I just looked, Jonathan something. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Anyway. Kind of looks like that. And they look up at you as you enter the chipped bone. And wave you over to their table. Uh, we'll approach. You approach. Um, and we'll... Uh, how, how many seats are at the table? Uh, there are, oh, four. Perfect. <laughs> More. Um, we'll join them. Mr. Restfeld looks over at Carl. I believe you were the person who was supposed to be swapping stories with me. Yes, um, I, I believe uh, that was the arrangement. Um, let me ask, um, we're looking for information regarding the Naga, or, uh, the Queen of Moths. Um, are, are you familiar with either of them? Queen of Moths I am not familiar with, but everyone who is a serious storyteller knows at least one tale of the Naga. Uh, those many who don't believe they even exist. It's a curious thing to want to make a deal over. Well, um, why why don't I just tell you my tale and then you can you can tell me yours? Uh, and Should we ask if he like has a tale? Well, he just said he did. He said every serious storyteller has at least one tale of the Naga. No, like follow up questions. Oh, um, we can. Um, <laughs> if you want to ask me more questions, feel free. I have a story to tell, one that most people have not heard. If all you're list looking for is a tale about the Naga. Um, we find ourselves in need of uh, information, and 
uh, as strange as it sounds, we believe we we need to go find the Naga. Well, that's an... Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm afraid I have absolutely no stories that are going to tell you where to find them, but then again, there's not believed to be such a tale in existence. Well, hopefully we can take your story and piece together what we can. Almost all stories have a shred of truth to them. Uh, Perhaps you can tell a story of how you helped us find it. Well, um, anyways. Uh, how about before we begin with the stories, uh, we have some introductions. My name is Eiko Rustfeld. This is my compatriot, Price. Ah, and uh, my name is Carl. These are my companions. My name is Ori, or that's what people call me. My name is Aria. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Florina Call. And of course, no. Story exchange is complete without some libations. Oh, certainly. At the same time, as he's saying this, one of the barmaids comes over and sits down a very large pitcher filled with some dark wine and six cups. Well, as if he knew when you were going to arrive and uh, how many of you there were going to be. That's kind of interesting. Fascinating. Hmm. He reaches over, or uh, sorry, his, his companion Price reaches over and pours all the wine, distributes among you. So then, let's hear this story of yours. I'm always eager to collect more. So our story begins uh, many thousand years ago. Uh, too too many to be exact, um, but more than ten. Um, it's a story of two owls, um, brothers. Um, it's my story. It's uh, myself and my elder brother. Um, he was several centuries older than me, um, and thus my elder brother. But as the years wear on, obviously that begins to change. Um, we often spent decades, sometimes centuries apart, but often remet um, and traveled together. Previously, the, the elves were one. They were uh, called the Suwell, um, and we were members of the Suwell. Um, there came a time when there was a great schism, and many, many elves took place in a war and lost their lives. Um, and when the schism had resolved, there were three elves, no longer one. Um, my brother and I, we, we took no part in the schism. We, uh, we were travelers, we were observers. But once things had settled down, we um, explored the elven societies um, and just, just to learn what we could. Eventually, we came across some interesting magic in the hands of the uh, Pasuan, uh, the Dark Elves, as you know them. And um, we recorded it. Uh, anyways, several, several centuries passed, and um, as beings that don't age or die, um, we got a little bit bored. And we... Uh, now, now you must understand the, the the lives of humans when you've lived for five thousand years don't don't register as as significant. But we 
placed a wager. Uh, my my brother believed that uh, if humans were given the lifespan of elves, um, they would surely destroy themselves. And I believed that uh, there might be a kernel of good within them. So we ventured forth to resolve our wager, and we found an, an empire. Um, we, we gave them the means to prolong their lives via the sacrifice of their uh, prisoners, those that would be executed anyway. We provided a, a, a means for, for people to extend their lives, and we stepped back to see what would happen. Obviously, there was some corruption. Um, the, the ritual never involved uh, what it is now. Um, and uh, as such, there was uh, a, a deal made with the Beast of the Nihil. This was not part of our original arrangement. Um, anyway, the corruption spread throughout all of the... Uh, the Ashaheen Empire, and slowly they came to hate us for what we'd done. Um, I, I'm not sure the exact state of the events that happened next, but from what I've been able to gather, uh, the Queen of Moths, the daughter of the Ashaheen Emperor, realized the corruption that was spreading and sunk their empire into the ground and buried all knowledge of it. Afterwards, she came and uh, found me, and I was transformed into a tree where I spent several thousand years. My my brother, I'm not so sure, um, but we did encounter him recently, so it's obvious he's been around. As to what has caused all of the cities to arise out of the ground and I would imagine my own uh, nearly impossible resurrection. Uh, I could only venture a guess. Um, but now the corrupted ritual is being used to create these silver coins I'm sure you're familiar with that are tears in the very essence of reality. Uh, if it goes unchecked... Uh, the world is sh surely doomed. Um, so this is why we seek the Naga. It's a very interesting story. I would almost think it a lie, except for you mentioned this Ashaheen Empire. There are legends that go through the storyteller's circles where this name is mentioned, though none have been able to find any evidence that this ever existed. Several strange stories here and there, mostly attributed to perhaps different cultures, different empires, different times. Nobody's ever been able to piece it together. You've just brought me a piece of information which grew quite interesting when we start patching things together and create a much larger story. However, if your story is indeed true, then there are certain things at hand that might be more pertinent than crafting another story for a generation that may not come to pass. So why exactly do you seek the Naga? To tell you how to do break this curse? Well, I, exactly that, actually. Um, if, if the 
curse can be broken or the ritual reversed, then surely the uh, silver that is now uncontrollably spreading could be uh, destroyed or removed. Um, there's there's no way to stem the flow of the silver now. So uh, unless we can find a way to neutralize all of it, um, there really doesn't seem to be much of a step forward. Have you tried just approaching some of the more powerful mages and asking them if they have some way to deal with it? Or perhaps priests? Temple of Hakis is very adept at dealing with these sorts of things. With... Uh, well, we, we did. Um, they've offered no solutions as far as the temples. We've approached no mages as far as undoing it. Do you have a recommendation of who we should seek? No, no one in particular. I was merely thinking that if your little problem is confined to the city, or maybe some sort of ritual to just remove it all. Uh, unfortunately, these temples are arising out of the ground all over the world currently. The Empire was uh, continent-spanning. All right, so I'm starting to understand a few things about what rumors I've been hearing as I've been traveling. I just came from the much further southwest. No temples down there popping out of the ground, though I have heard several things up here. Very interesting stories. So you just hope to find the most obscure knowledge in the world have the Naga invite you in, and then have some sort of solution. Sounds a bit like you're just jumping right off the cliff and hoping that you land in the water. We are desperate to restore the balance, however possible. And what about your friends here? Anything to add? We, I mean, it's not like we haven't tried other things. Uh, I feel like we're asking such a... a, a what is the word I'm looking for? wild uh, answer because it feels like it's the most logical way to go. I feel like we're wasting time here. It could be you are. But no time sharing stories is ever really, truly wasted, at least not according to I and my brothers and sisters of the circle. So I will tell you a story. Maybe it will help you and maybe it won't. This is what's known as the lost story of creation it is a tale that circulates among the circle and among some scholars but is widely considered to be a fairy tale mostly metaphor and so forth so take it with whatever moderation you might feel it deserves in the time before the current era of life before our world of Dloan, there was another world it was almost as our world was, populated by men, but also something else entirely. Those who ruled that world did not use magic at all, instead had great knowledge of mechanics and alchemy. All those things that we do in, with the arcane arts in our world, they instead did with technology. But like all men, they fought. In the end, they dropped giant metal seeds from the sky, which sprouted into massive mushrooms, rained down poisonous spores upon the world that sickened all that they touched. They destroyed their world and in the process broke down the walls that held the material plane and the spiritual plane separate. Through the holes in these walls, the most vile creatures came, 
and also those who fought those creatures. Creatures of chaos, creatures of order, turning what was once a thriving world into a battleground. However, some mortals learned the secrets of the, these creatures and began to turn their powers against them. They fought for ages, centuries upon centuries, figuring out the secrets of eternal life so they continued to fight these creatures and send them back to where they came. Eventually, they drove both the chaotic and orderly elements from their world. But in the process, their world was less scorched and scarred. Nothing could survive there anymore. The nine who remain are those who would become the aspects of our world. Using their knowledge and their power, they reformed the world, seeding it with life similar to what they had known before their great war. But it was not exactly the same. They fused magic into their new world where it hadn't been there before. They created the veil and the nihil and charged the eleven furies to hold reality together in a delicate balance. At first, they walked among their creation, but despite having fought side by side for so long, they were not friendly to each other. Matter of fact, some of them sought to kill others, members of their group. Their enmity caused destruction as each sought to make new races and pit them against each other in contests. The first nine races, the old races, including elves and naga, were created by them. Eventually, in order to preserve the world that they had spent so much painstaking effort repairing, they left, separating themselves from it by traveling deep beyond the known planes of existence. Before they left, they created the young races, humans, halflings, gnomes, goblins, etc. They chose the best among their children to rise with them and become the first gods. Those gods act as at, acted as intermediaries between the mortal races and the aspects. But since they were no longer present in their world, there were certain things that needed to be done so that it didn't uh, start sprouting leaks like a ship and sinking. So they did two things in particular to preserve the world. They crafted the world tree as a conduit to allow life and death to flow freely back and forth so that they wouldn't have to constantly be monitoring who's dying and decide where to send them and then determine who was being born and so forth. And then they put the Naga in charge of collecting knowledge so that everything that could be known would be known. The Naga, if they saw something breaking, could fix it. The Naga, long, long time ago, formed the Tesserai set and tasked them with collecting all the stories of mortals, both facts and fictions. They locked themselves away in the Enlitz library, dedicating their lives to reading, recording, and reflecting. The Naga, unfortunately, do not open their doors to anyone unless that person carries with them an important task. Many have searched for them, but few have succeeded in being invited. The moral of this story you're searching for the Naga is that anyone can search for them, but it's up for, up to them to find you. So are you a Naga? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm very much human. If you're a Naga, you'd have to tell me, right? <laughs> <laughs> if I was a Naga, I wouldn't be sitting in this bar. <laughs> oh, maybe I would. <laughs>
Maybe they walk among us. Are you, you a naga? You suck us out, didn't you? Naga suck. <laughs> the wine's getting to a friend's head. I don't drink. <laughs> um. So in the tales you know of the naga, um, they're often in the cold north. All of the more reputable tales, and I believe like all storytellers in the circle do, that that every story has a piece of fact in it, no matter how extraordinary it is. But all the stories seem to agree on one thing. You sail north into the water, sorry, you sail into the waters north of Adpi's garden, and you hope that they notice you. We seek the Naga to find the life tree. Would there be another way to find the life tree without their help? Perhaps. The life tree is said to be utterly massive. If you perhaps flew around over the continents <laughs> for the next, oh, hundred years or so, you'd probably see it at some point. And I'm sure there are accounts of people who have seen it. The only stories I know of the life tree were people seem to have seen it rather than it being a part of a, a creation fairy tale or something all relate to stories that come out of uh, older races from the northwest the far northwest and the area is now being settled and it's huge truly massive yes it is said that the shade from its boughs can cover an entire city but there are no stories of people who have seen it that you know of. There are. It's very difficult at times to peel apart the fanciful from the factual. There's one fairly reputable story that said that a man who said that he stumbled upon it through a cloud of ash and was attacked by monstrous lizards in a land that where instead of water, there flowed in the riverbeds lava. Hmm. We've not seen lava in a long time. I hope that story helps you along your journey. If things are as serious as you say, then the Naga might be waiting to speak for you <laughs> right now. If so, we'll have another fantastic story to share with you. That would be one to hear. Well, thank you very much. Um, hopefully my story has helped you. If you are looking to ask some more questions about the Ashaheen. Um, you can seek out my friend uh, Liev. He is the only living member of the Ashaheen. Really? Where might I find this Liev? I should most like to talk to him. He, he's at this branch of the library. Just uh, ask, uh, ask after him. Perhaps. The historians in the storyteller circle don't really have the best relationships sometimes. Hmm. He's not. They, a, he's not a historian. He's 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 not a historian. He is just a yes. Guest. But even just approaching libraries can sometimes, if recognized, if someone recognizes that I'm part of the circle, I guess it depends. Maybe a smaller library. Ah, um, they call like, us liars. <laughs> seems as though you would all share a common goal and interest. Um, if you have problems getting in, we have a a friend named Morgana. You can ask. Um, I'm sure she would be amenable to helping you. You may also. Drop our name, as it were, if you need to. I may just do that. But tonight is getting late. I'm going to finish this wine and uh, find a place to sleep.
You give him a high five. <laughs> <laughs> is this Shh. some potion grad ritual? Uh-huh. Is this a, an oracle thing? <laughs> we must hide the five. <laughs> 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 and unless anybody has any further questions for me, uh, anything I can help with? You sure you're not a Naga? <laughs> Fairly sure, but then again, I could be a Naga who's tricked themselves into thinking that they're humans so that they could spread tales to bring people to the Naga. So that you can eat them? Mm, perhaps. I don't know. Do I eat other people? Yeah. I guess I would know if I can't remember I'm a Naga. Yeah. You say you haven't heard of the Lady of Moths, but have you heard of the name Gwiznef before? No. Yeah, because it sounds like Maybe she's not the bad guy. I thought that she was the bad guy. You say she buried this corrupt empire under the earth. Sounds like she was doing the world a favor. Well, aside from the, you know, potentially hundreds of thousands of innocents who would have died along with the corrupt. True. There's a nice scholarly, scholarly debate right there. If you have to kill ten children to kill one corrupt king, do you do it? It depends if they're human children. Their lives are so short. Anyway. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the need of the many outweighs the need of the few. <laughs> I heard that somewhere before <laughs> in an old tale. Excuse my racist friend after he told the story of how he made a bet and destroyed an entire civilization. The civilization destroyed themselves. I simply, uh, I believe that they wouldn't. Yes, the uh, story Carl told They started me. a fire, but you set matches and gasoline next to them and walked away. And you're surprised that it happened. I, we told them not to pour them on things and light them. Yes. Wasn't, who, well, then, was it you or your brother that bet on them destroying themselves? Uh, my brother. He's, he's older and more cynical. Yes, that was a story that was new to us as well. Yeah, we all heard that for the first time. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, out of character, it was new to me too until today. <laughs> I was like, I was like, fuck, I gotta make some shit up. We're all at the table just staring at you. Yeah, yeah story I'm just like, uh, uh, okay. Of course you were turned into a tree. So it's your fault, my river. I guess dirty. I'm the baddie. Are we the baddies? <laughs> Are we the baddies? Um, okay, so I don't have any more questions for him unless you guys. No. Not for him. I thought I thought he would. I thought he would be like, "Here's where the Naga are. These coordinate points." I mean, essentially, hey, you, you did. did. Yeah, go to this you... island, go north. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then pray. Yeah, and then pray. Well, you don't get it eaten by so. sea monster or run into an iceberg. It seems as though through most of the stories, we learn that they find you. So we just got to go up there. So we just got to go. Should we make a big flag with like a like we each draw a flag with a naga on it, and we can fly all all of our flags off of our ship with a different about, naga? You just have a contest. Everyone makes a flag, and we pick the best one. Yeah, but what about all the people that don't get picked? We don't want them to feel left out. What if we also <laughs> flew their flags just so that? I think we should keep it cool. I think we should go in there. Only flags if we need it for sale. Nothing special. Could we embroider a snake on the sail? A snake is with like a with like one muscular buff arm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, so don't just... tread on me on it. Yeah, that's like that's like 
the Burninator? <laughs> yeah, I've got someone. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, we'll peace out with this guy. Oh, we're going know. with him? Oh, no, no, no. We're probably <laughs> we're leaving him. But if you want everybody, if he ever wants to hear any more stories. Yeah. Um, are you in, are you in town for a long time or are you a traveler? I'll be doing one more show. Can I get a ticket? Well, that's just it. I do two shows whenever I'm in town. One that everybody knows about and one where I just stop off at a bar and start performing. You have any good suggestions of places that might want to hear stories? Sloppy Bowl. Sloppy Bowl. Sloppy Bowl is a soup kitchen in the, the East Block. It's probably a little different than what you're used to. Uh, they they don't have the kind of money that I'm sure you're I'm used sure to. I'm sure he's used to anything. But uh, it's uh, it's run by a real sweet lady named Bruenia and her two kids. Well, I'll stop off and check it out tomorrow. Maybe I'll put on impromptu performance before I leave. I'm I'm sure they would love it. Uh, the kids are absolutely rapt listeners. They love stories. Children usually do. Children are our futures. <laughs> we are the world. Also, does your necklace say juicy? It does. <laughs> Thank God. All right. So, you've finished up your time talking to the storyteller. It is the early hours of the morning. You guys got things to do, or are you just going to go home and take a nap until tomorrow and do new things? I feel like Ori's a little frosty at Carl at the moment. Just, <laughs> that was an <coughs> interesting so- story, Carl. I'm but- sorry I didn't share that with you sooner. Uh, a lot of the details started coming back um, when we met my brother. Um, I actually didn't remember any of that uh, up until quite recently. <laughs> Several hours earlier today, in fact. <laughs> yes, uh, I had a bit of a, a flash of memory. It does make me wonder how much more useful information there is locked away in the head of yours, Carl. That, there's, there's probably a lot. Have we thought about going to therapy? Um, here, here's the thing about um, therapy. Um, there really aren't any elf therapists around this area, and I'm not sure that a, a human therapist would be able to unlock some of the things within this elf head. I mean, perhaps also there are secrets in there we don't want everyone to know. Um, c- certainly. Um, should we see if we can get closer to the location of the world tree? Or the life tree? Uh, should we see? We don't know where that is. Well, we know there's lizards and clouds of ash and rivers, rivers of lava, and it's in the northwest. Is it in the same direction as the lake where we need to be sailing off from? Um, or the ocean? Uh, no. <laughs> no. But it's, but both are geographically quite remote. I wonder if our friend uh, Kandemir would be able to get us to either. Why would we go to a place where we don't know to go to at all? Well, I think we would have to... Lizards and, and sand? <laughs> Lizards and snow... <laughs> I'd say either one is a shot in the dark at best. But perhaps we start looking into transportation to the north or northwest if we cannot get a hold of our friend Kandame. Just to see what the journey would be like in case. Which one would be closer um, as far as traveling? Like, Well, there's a big-ass mountain range that separates you all from the north. So if you 
figured a real quick way to get across the mountains, you just go straight north. However, if you can't figure out a real quick way to get across the mountains, then it's going to take you forever, so you might as well just go either all the way south, catch a boat to go all the way around the peninsula, those part of the Elven Lands, all the way up the east coast into the northeast, where you might be able to get a boat to take you all the way out to the north, or you go southwest and you take the trail into uh, the newly settled lands, the hinterlands of the northwest, and then wander around looking for something. So uh, it's a long-ass journey, no matter what you think about it, unless you find some sort of other means of transportation. What about Kendamir's water bubbles? That's what I was thinking might make a lot of sense. But who knows when he'll return? I mean... Well, I think wouldn't... It's probably worth gathering supplies and then waiting at Speedwagon Express for him to return. Yeah. I would agree that... I agree. That is the thing. It's uh, it's nighttime? So it's yeah, it's like, about two in the morning. I'm gonna need some warm clothing, right? Should we, uh, should we brief Dwarven on what we're doing and then retire for the evening? I mean, it's... Sure. I mean, you, don't, you don't think it's too late to... Oh, I guess we're right there, aren't we? Yeah, you're at the yeah. chip bone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure. I mean... Is uh, he gonna be awake? I don't know. Well, he, he always... He almost always operates his stuff at night, so... Um, we'll... He's a day sleeper. Is he cool with us just like popping day in? Really? Can we do a pop in? <laughs> you well, you, the the standard method is you go talk to Caliban, say if Dorvin has a moment, we have something important to speak to him with about or whatever, and okay. then he sends somebody over to see what's going on, and then you wait around until Dorvin's no longer busy, and then you talk to him. Uh, yeah, we'll go talk to. We'll follow the procedure, Caliban. All right. About 20 minutes later, you find yourself being ushered behind the latticework wall and to Dwarven's private booth where he conducts business. He looks kind of tired tonight. Looks up at you all. You are back. I got your message. Uh, things have been... I'm sorry, I'm losing my Dwarven accent here. <laughs> things have been rather hectic the month that you've all been gone into this under underwater city definitely use your help the silver has become more of a nuisance more incidents uh, more people noticing it the king is now aware that there's some sort of problem good to have you back now what can i do for you um well we met with um uh, a member of the Tesserite set. Um, and we believe we have a possible solution. Uh, we're going to travel to the north and look for the Naga. Okay. That sounds like you're chasing a fairy tale. Well, we heard these leads from a very reliable source at the heart of the Ashaheen Empire. And we've been studying all the lore. So you're going to be off for more months. First your statues, then you're trapped in a time bubble. Now you're off to the middle of nowhere. Well, well things go well. It shouldn't take that long. And if everything goes according to plan, this will solve the problem. This will seal all the breaches. Well, if you think you've got a solution, I would say 
go investigate it, or the rest of us here will try to hold down the fort. I mean, is there anything pressing you need done right now? We do have a bit of time before our ride arrives. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have a we have a little time. Yeah. Well, there's nothing happening at this exact moment, but it seems like every other day there's another incident. Just bodies. We just need more and more bodies. Why don't you call that Beckus, dude? <laughs> he seems to have disappeared. Well, we, Who we, are you, by the way? <laughs> I don't believe we met. <laughs> Hi. I mean, you let me in here, so... <laughs> this you our, must be pretty distracted. This is our new companion, Florian. We picked him up after Beckus's departure. Sup, dude? I deal with water. Very well. <laughs> Found your stinky coins in my river. But well, we will be here gathering supplies before our journey, so if there's anything you need help with in the meantime, let us know. I will let you know. I'm sure something will pop up before too long. Hopefully not before I get to some sleep. Yes. Sleep as long as we can sleep on the way there. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, yes, Dwar- <laughs> uh, Dwar- Dwarven, uh, very well. We're, we're going to retire for the evening. Uh, hope you do the same. Uh, eventually. Still have a few things to take care of, but working on it. Uh, shall we... Uh, Good to see you all again. You as well. Thank you. Indeed, Should thank we you. tell him it was your fault? Yeah. Spill some tea. Carl's like Carl's like talking over you loudly. Let's go. This started out with a bet between you and your brother about the fate of all mankind. I wish I knew that spell to check your alignment, man. Because now I'm wondering, make you good in the eyes. If we have nothing else to do for the evening, we could go back to one of our places and indulge in some of this dream cap that we found in the Al-Shaheen Empire. Oh, I was yeah. hoping to maybe use it to induce a vision of our success. <coughs> a vision of our success. <laughs> or hopefully success. If you'd all like to join me. Okay, I'll do some drugs. I didn't take visions of the raven. Would you like to come with us anyway? Sure. I'll do that puzzle. The puzzle box. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try. I want to go, okay, and yeah. I'm going to break the puzzle box on my peak high of dream cap. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Go back to one of our places. So it's let's do drugs time? Do some drugs. Good thing I have at least two of you written up. (laughs) Holy shit. Ooh, battle in the mindscape. That's gonna be fun. (laughs) Getting ready over there, just in case. You are now in Ori's mindscape. There's monsters everywhere. (laughs) Uh, so where are you going to do all these drugs? Um, whose place is closer to the chipped bone? How close are we to Tilda's? Yeah. Oh, uh, that's way far up. <laughs> that's on the outside of the east. Uh, we can go to Carl's. Carl's got a. Carl's got a. Yeah, Carl's is probably slightly I closer. Tilda's reputable. Than the Smiling Tiger. Okay. Maybe like three or four blocks, maybe. Crash at your place for sure. Time. Hopefully, the squatters are gone. Yeah. What? How? <laughs> How, oh, yeah. What a weird thing for you to do, Carl. What? Have let, let them stay there. Well, I didn't let them stay there. We were gone for a month, and I'm assuming they... And assume- then you came back and let them stay <laughs> there. <laughs> Are they going to be there when we get there? God, I hope not. Hopefully you scared them enough last time that they didn't come back. We'll see. Uh, yeah, and don't... Isn't yours a house? Do you have a house? It's a house and a workshop combined. Okay. 
Fancy. Yeah. They call it a workshop. A workshop. Work. Work. A twerk shop. I imagine it like Ron Swanson's like workshop, but there's like just like a loft bed in the corner where that used to be. It's like it's a workshop connected to like a living space. There's like oily rags right next to a lantern. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll go up to code. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll, we'll go to we'll go into cross places. Elves have their own code. Yeah. All right, go to Carl's place and let's see who's partaking in this drugginess. Oh, I'll... for sure, Ori. Ori wants to have a vision. Uh, Carl, Carl do some drugs. Aria and Florian, are you just working on the puzzle box. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all take the mushrooms, boil it into a nice tea, sit and sip, waiting. For the dreams to take you, Florian, you see them each one by one kind of nod out and kind of lay on the floor, their eyes half open, eyelids fluttering. Right that weave, man. As you make a thievery check to try to open the box yet again. The lucky one. (sighs) What'd you get? (laughs) Oh, you're giving up your hero point. Okay. Oh, the die does not 19? like you. 19 does not do it. Wow. I'll give you one more shot at it while they are tripping balls. Uh, <laughs> is that a natural one? <laughs> you jam the box. <laughs> no. Is that a one? Yeah, it was a fucking... You're now going to need a crowbar to open <laughs> I don't know if that was a one or a... Uh, we'll say it was a one. <laughs> I feel like it was a one. Take that, <laughs> sir. I almost snatched that right back. Just <laughs> spend it again. Yeah. Oh, and then I dropped the twenty right there. <laughs> You'll never know, so, Sam. It's not gonna happen. You'll never fucking know. It's literally three checks in a row. It will eventually I, happen. I want to do it while I'm high. If I was using a lock pick. One of her lock picks with a plus one would have a twenty no, have done no, it. It's not a lock. It's just I'm using thievery oh, as okay. a way to simulate unless you had some sort of like a mechanics lore, clockwork lore or something. I don't know. Something like that. I don't fucking know. I'm making this shit up as I go along. I guess the longer it takes for us to open this puzzle box, like the, the more well the more items up. also come out that will yeah. potentially oh, populate yeah, the more this I think box. About it. And the more I think of, like, oh, we're just that treasure ball books coming out next month. <laughs> it's gonna be like a one crappy talisman that you spend to get a plus one on an attack once. It'll be like, like some yay. awesome ring that like Doubles makes you fly for ten minutes. Or, or it's you know still a muffin that's just been sitting in there for months. <laughs> An old muffin, the used syringe, a ring that you can point <laughs> at someone and it screams really loudly at them or some weird shit. It's just like an IOU one present. It's like a round rubber <laughs> ring, like an inch and a half in diameter, and everyone's not quite sure what it's meant to be used for, but you have a pretty good idea based on its diameter. Or we built this up so much, but the RNG on it was actually locked in at the level that you got it, so it's something stupid that you don't need. It's one of those like that would be even like funnier. Sticky things, <laughs> the little sticky hands. Yeah. <laughs> now you're gonna you're gonna open it. It's gonna be like a carved wooden. Badger, something that Carl made like episodes ago that <laughs> somebody didn't want, so they just stuck it in a puzzle box. I mean, it better be like a piece of animanium or something. <laughs> like some some unobtainium. They give away from a dunking boot. It's the it's the carving of the guard with the real small wiener. That was like he didn't want it, but he like sold it on because it was very impressive work. 
It's a silver needle that if you just stab any undead creature with it, it instantly dies. <laughs> it's like a temporary tattoo, like a WWE person. <laughs> it's, like, it's a John Cena, and it's like him doing the you can't see me, and any time you tap on it once a day, Sweet. you're invisible for like 20 minutes. Oh, it's an NFT. <laughs> it's, an <laughs> it's an ape NFT. It's just, it's just a piece of paper describing where treasure is in the world, but not actually treasure. So, Arya, I have a vision written for you. It was for last episode, just in case. I have one written for you, Ori. Uh, Carl, I have nothing for you. Oh, I'm you just along for the drugs. Have a fitful trip. <laughs> a, fitful. a lot of visions of your brother. However, I will use this as an opportunity for your memories to start sort of seeping back in at an accelerated rate and allow you to ask me some questions. Not, however, on the mic. In private, things that you will be able to reveal or not reveal as you want to. Ooh! So I'll give you like three questions. So you th- you have a uh, well. After we're done with this one, we're going to be taking several months break. So you have several months to think about it. Oh boy! Aria, however, you slip into your fitful trip. Find yourself standing outside of the Speedwagon Incorporated main office feel like you've been waiting there for days. I'm pretty sure you're waiting for your brother for some reason. As you're waiting, your father comes stumbling up. He's obviously quite drunk. He begins asking you for money. You got, got, got into a little, a little trouble. I just need a few gold coins to pay up on, on a lost bet. I will pay you back as soon as the next delivery wagon gets back. Come on. Help. I'm your father. You can help me out. I'm not giving you any money. Come on. I need some money. I can't ask your brother. He'll say no. You'll say yes. I won't say yes. I'm going to say no. All of a sudden, your mother wanders by, wanders up to you, and begins yelling at your father. Just relentlessly. Cursing him out. Calling him a deadbeat. Piece of shit. Eventually, she pulls out a long wooden stick, seemingly out of nowhere, and she just starts hitting him with it. Starts screaming, you've never focused on anything useful. Everything you do turns sour. Why can't you just support the family and stop being so selfish all the time? Do you intervene or just let her do it? I'm just going to let her do it. At a certain point, time, of course, being irrelevant in your little uh, daydream, your brother emerges from the office, walks right up to you. It's like nothing is wrong at all. Doesn't even seem to, you know, notice that your mom's beating <laughs> beating your dad with a stick. And then walks up to you and then seems to notice what's going on and just starts making comments like, oh, I've beaten dad senseless again. <laughs> and he just starts sort of laughing and making fun. And then he turns to you back to you. You know, you and your dad are a lot alike, though, you know? Neither of you really commit to helping this family out, always out doing your own thing, risking the business and the process. Also, with you always hiding dad's problems from mother, it's like you two planned it the entire time. I'm frankly surprised that mother doesn't beat you instead. Oh, my God. That sucks. (laughs) 
to hear. Um, you know what? No, dad's the adult. I was a kid when this started. It wasn't my fault. I just didn't know how else to do it. Well, sorry to do this, but we have to remain true to the family. And at that point, you see your brother pull out a weapon. Everything around you is sort of like hazy trip memory where it looks like a bit like running paint. However, this dagger stands out sharply against the background of everything that's going on. Very unique looking, long, slightly curved, and emblazoned with runes. And he turns to you and he stabs you in the gut with it. You wake up from your trip. Several hours have passed. You can see the sun starting to rise. And I need you to do t- two things. I need you to make a will save. Do you think this is important? <laughs> yes, probably. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Do not fail this. Okay. <laughs> Fucking your coin. Oh no. You know a natural one. No, no. Just say first roll. Um I have to make two. I'm gonna I am gonna give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Alright. Point down. Um make will save. Okay. Um this is twenty one. Twenty one. Alright. You avoid avoid being stupefied one for the next day. And now make a fortitude save. I know this is your better yeah, save. Yeah, I'm like, I so don't think... Much safer, potentially. 21. You avoid being fatigued one for the next day. It's probably good. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm scared. You do, your stomach is still sore, and you even notice there's like a slight bruise where I stabbed you. Ugh. Oh. Long, sorry, long curved handle? A slightly curved blade. And the the hilt is was just like emblazoned with mini runes, as if it's a very 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 high level magical <laughs> weapon. <laughs> Good stand. Meanwhile, Ori, you, you drop in. I absolutely <laughs> did. <laughs> Welcome to the prime time, bitch. <laughs> Ori, you find yourself out on the edge of a lake. It resembles Lake uh, Lake Afarish, although everything is slightly hazy and difficult to discern. It's nighttime. Sky is clear. Something about the feel of the world around you suggests that it's summertime, or at the very least, no longer winter. Morgana is with you. It's hard to really make out what she's saying, but she's definitely talking about your visions in the future. She seems to be spitting out a very long string of complicated theoretical and arcane mathematics trying to decide how your occult visions or your, um, sorry, your oracle visions work. Then she turns straight to, uh, turns towards and looks straight at you and you hear her say clearly, my family has a saying, intuition is merely the awakening of suspicion, which in turn leads to vision or decays to superstition. Then she turns back and looks at the water, and she undoes her rope and tosses it to the shore. She stands naked on the shore, and you can see that there are large green leathery wings protruding from her back. 
She has seems to have little patches of green scales all over her body as well. She smiles widely and turns back to you and says, it is so wonderful to finally be able to fly. She grabs you and begins lifting you into the sky. You can choose to sprout your wings or not because you have them at this point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Love lifts us up where <laughs> we belong. And then she leans in and kisses you deeply and passionately. And you feel like this is not the first time that this has happened. It feels familiar somehow. And then suddenly you begin to feel pain. It runs down your throat and into your gut. You look down to see your veins darken and swell. Your entire body feels as if it's on fire. Panic starts to set in as you feel yourself dying. And she speaks again and says, Don't worry, my love. It's just pain. It will all be over in a few moments. Remember, the greatest pain is the price one must pay for the greatest knowledge. You will thank me when the truth is finally revealed to you. And then you wake up. Sun is coming up. Covered in goo. And (laughs) 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 your body is actually really, really sore, like bruised, like a ghost memory of the Mm. poison coursing through your veins. Rubber lips. (laughs) And it is the next day. I'm assuming all of you get at least some sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Some. Not a lot. No. Uh, guys, uh, when I woke up, um, I think I can speak and read Ashaheen again. I remember it all. Nice. Well, that should come in handy. Along with another language. <laughs> like, I got a couple of languages back for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Must have been that skill feat I picked up. What did Aria, you... take this damn puzzle. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take it. <laughs> it looks oh. like it's slightly broken. <laughs> I'm going to do the puzzle. He's been banging it against the floor. <laughs> Are you going to take a shot at the puzzle? I'm going to puzzle. I'm, it's I'm feeling time to puzzle. Post high clarity. Yeah, kind of. Plus one. It's probably me swimming in the water, and it was like, water is the essence of life. <laughs> 24. All right, I believe that's one success. We need three in a row. Ooh. That one has to be one. A 31. 31? All right. That's another success. Oh, boy. That's not a critical success. I don't remember what I said to DC at, honestly. 24. All right. You click, 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 click. And finally, it's happened to me. Finally, the puzzle box clicks open. You open it up. Inside, you find a pair of dice. Two small, six-sided dice. Bright green in color. Huh. Just like your hero points. Oh! <laughs> nice. Quick reveal. Predictable pair of dice. <laughs> a quick reveal shows that they are magical somehow. Ooh. But you can figure that out later, because I literally just made this up right now. <laughs> Well, I keep forgetting about the puzzle box. Well, hang on to the dice and can we? Is the puzzle box like reusable? Like, can you like click it? Yeah, it's like a um, you know those boxes that are like three different pieces and you have to turn and twist them together to get them to go together in one solid thing. I don't remember what they're called, but it's like one of those. Okay, yeah. So we'll keep the box too. It'd be cool to put something else in, maybe. 
and then never be able to get it out again. <laughs> you can put your dream caps in there. Most people don't know this, but you can put your dream cap in there. <laughs> well, should we should we start gathering supplies for the journey? Yeah, we'll gather supplies and wait and see if we hear anything from Dwarven. Or, um... Or, uh, Arya. I, yeah, I would like to run by my speed wagon. If I cast Continual Flame on a regular torch, does that make it a Continual Flame torch? Uh, it depends on whether Continual Flame has a duration or not. It's, it's permanent, unlimited. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All you need is six gold pieces of ruby dust, apparently. Yeah, it's basically a spell that creates a magical torch. Like, it's like making a magic item, but you, it's... Cool. Yeah. It kind of breaks the normal rules of making magic items because it's a throwback spell. So if I prepared that three times a day, I could make three of those? Yeah. I right. got three torches of every morning. Does magical fire warm you up? No. It's mm. just light. Whatever. We'll at least have that light. Just in case we need some light. Um, okay. Is there a, is there a spell like? Well, if we're gonna go into a, like a fucking like blizzardy yeah. area, uh, I'll pick up a scroll of it. And flames aren't gonna go out to light the way. Absolutely. It's possible for you, especially because you can't see in the dark. I can't see anything. And all right. So is this a turned into a shopping episode? No, we'll do it. We'll do it all <laughs> off. Yeah. Do it all off. Um, yeah. So then, can we? Yeah. Um, that was just a question about a stupid flame thing. We'll just start gathering supplies, and then are you going to go to your brothers? Yeah, yeah. just right. to see if. So y'all go out shopping. Arya, you head up to Speedwagon. Walk in the front door. Your brother there behind the counter, as always, just sending off another customer, another satisfied customer who's come to pick up their package. Ah, Arya, come to work today? Um, I can't because I'm saving the world. Okay, all right. Yes, we here, Speedwagon Incorporator, also saving the world one delivery at a time. I adore your enthusiasm. Um, have you heard anything from Kendimir? Uh, no. You guys were just here yesterday. I told you it might be yesterday. Three days. Yeah. Wow. Last episode, you were here. <laughs> I really thought it had been three. You know what? I just I just had a real a, a big vision, and I'm feeling shaken right now. So I actually got to go. Okay. Uh, like I said, I'll, I'll let him know. And it should be, like I said, it'd probably be about three days. He delivers things quickly, but he also does tend to spend a couple of days wherever he goes, kind of having fun, uh, but still Speedwagon Express, you know? Gotta take the good with the bad. He hasn't stolen anything yet. I wouldn't say that in front of him. That might I mean, you, feelings. I mean, employees. We've had problems like this in the past, you know? Oh, that is fair. Boy, certain, certainly Kids stolen all of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Okay, see you later. <laughs> you go stumbling back <laughs> to find your friends. Going, has it really only been a day? It's like a- wearing shades with like a big old Starbucks. Yeah. The dream cap fucked my sense of time. Uh, that and being trapped for a month in a bubble. <laughs> um. Yeah, I find I find the crew. All right, they're all shopping. Got a wagon loaded up with. I don't know, like sleeping bags and tents mm-hmm. and shit or whatever the hell you guys pretty are buying. Pretty sure all that should already be in that bag of holding. Oh yeah, we just. Well, uh, we need yeah. you. We would have everybody would need winter clothes. 
We'll get all the we'll get yeah. all the the specific details hammered out later. Um, should we go meet with Morgana maybe and see if we can figure out what that creature is under the ice, or under the the ocean, the dangerous one? Oh, like the big one that the sailors talked about? But yeah, it's not gonna hurt us, man. Me, yeah. I'll talk to it. You've yeah, Florian, can we're you? good. Let's go. You can talk to. Oh yeah, you're just like. I mean. Maybe hey, we should bring fish some guy. fish, like hey, some. Man. I'll just get a bunch of Tilda's sweets and I'll t- toss it in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> nice. If it's hungry, I'll feed it. <laughs> fish love tarts. Um, I say we go check in with Dwarven to see if he needs anything. Why okay. Why we wait for Kim and uh, Dwarven will probably not be back in his office for yeah, several creeping. hours. Like I said, he generally sleeps during the day. Gets there when the sun goes down to chip bone. Kind of spends most of the t- his entire life at the chip bone when he's awake. Well, do we want someone to go with us? Like Dwarven? Thank you. Yeah, can we go see what Hadrosh is up to? See if he wants to come with us in the north. Yeah, yeah. he's probably down at the Temple of Yama. Yeah, yeah we'll go. Oh, Hadrosh, always down at the on temple. The, on the third Ghostbuster? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you make your way to the temple of Yana. And sure enough, there's a sweaty, shirtless dwarf out front chopping firewood. <laughs> wow. Seems to be singing something under his breath in Dwarven. A uh, Dwarven. <laughs> in Dwarven. <laughs> Did it to myself. <laughs> One of those. Uh, yeah, um... Hello, Dwarven, and then Hadrosh. Hadrosh. Oh my God! <laughs> Everybody's so fucking confusing. that name up today. <laughs> just because um, he's a dwarf doesn't mean his name is Dwarven. Dwarven. I know, but that makes just. Uh, hello, Hadrosh, and then we'll fill him in on what we've been up to. Yes, I've not seen you around in uh, quite some time. We've yes. been out hunting more of these creatures. Uh, oh, wow. I've missed my gestures at our missed my favorite bottle part. Right here, you look good. You look good, Adrosh. Yeah, I have to stay in shape. I have to lift my hammer. How long is his beard? Uh, his beard is probably a good like inch, inch and a half. Mm-hmm. It's coming in. It's not you know your long braided, fancy like with shit hanging in it kind of dwarven battle beard. But... What color is it? Uh, I think he has dark hair. It's either. I thought he Black was or dark hair. brown. Yeah, I thought he was ginger for some reason. It's not ginger. <laughs> In my mind, everyone's ginger. <laughs> I'm picturing him as a ginger. Um, so we have uh, gathered much intel in hopes to put a stop to everything that's been going on. We think we have some sort of lead, but it will require us to journey quite a distance. You want to help us find a mythical creature? Yeah, we were hoping uh, you would join us and get the old band back together and Hopefully, save the world as we know it. One last tour. One last time. Uh, how long of a Family. journey are you speaking? Well, that depends on the method of transportation we are able to procure. Right now, we are hoping to be able to get there very soon, although our actual destination remains. It could take, what was it, a month to get, go take a boat all the way around? Uh, it would take several months if you wanted to go, because you're literally going from this, well, the southernmost part of the continent to the northernmost part okay. of the continent. So, so finding alternative routes of travel would be good. Plus, you then have to also go from Portion Grand 
south all the way to Batriax, which is where Beckis currently is, and get a, the boat out of there because that's where the biggest, longest traveling boats are going to be going from. Am I near the conflict zone right now? <laughs> what now? <laughs> isn't, isn't there like a war in the south? No. Okay. Um, so either six months to get there or a week. How about they make this decision when you have more information? I cannot leave the temple for six months, not with everything going on like it is. Well, we we will be here for a brief amount of time while we wait for our uh, method of transportation to return. So um, hopefully when he does return, we'll have more of an idea of how long the total journey will last. Apparently, we've got to wait about two more days. Well, then come to me in two days. If this can be done... And I do not have to leave my temple and my people behind for too long. Then I will be happy to join you and help you on your quest. We'll help to rid this curse that we are now under. How long would Didn't you... Didn't Kendamir just pull you through a puddle out of nowhere? Yeah, but I don't know how it works. How long would you be comfortable leaving for, Hadrosh? I would need to know more. Uh, maybe... Maybe 10 days, maybe 20, but... I understand. If things get much worse here, I may not be able to leave at all. I'm constantly waiting for messages, what is going wrong, who needs to be hurt, who needs to be saved. I understand. One always wants to protect their home first. I mean, who are they going to call besides you guys? There are many dozens <laughs> of us working now. Small teams. Well... We shall be here. Oh, we shall be here for a few more days. So, if you should need help in the meantime, while we're still here, please let us know. I will do this thing. Maybe we should go to a a pub and recruit people. Just start hiring mercs. Yeah, Johnny. Why not? Why not? I'm sure some pub is having a recruitment fair. Join the Navy. <laughs> we can come up I with mean, a song. Do we have the money to pay a crew? With a boat? Or a boat? Uh, Bobby's boat? I don't know. I have, I, I have money. Not money, a lot. Money, money. I said we just wait a couple of days and see if we hear from Candomir. So here's the thing, though. Once we hear from Candomir and we get up there, um, do we have enough money to rent a boat to go north? To search for the Naga. Well, I'm assuming Candomir can just take us wherever yeah. we want. I'm assuming our first stop, if we actually go due north to look for the Naga, would be like the little Viking village. Well, it's we a get... Viking nation. Viking nation. But yeah. Could we get a, <laughs> could we get a boat that's on the shore? Could we have enough to like rent a boat there? What, what does it cost to rent like a boat? Like, uh, that's a good question. I don't uh, remember if transportation's in the court. I'm bringing a bunch of baked goods. We're going to trade the hell out and just get a boat that way. No, that's not that. Oh, I mean, yeah, we yeah. were gonna look into like what they, what they trade. Chocolate. No, I thought spices is what we decided. Yeah, on. spices. I mean, it's anything that they're not gonna experience, and I feel like if we just bring a bunch of Tilda's baked goods, we're good to go. Yeah, those baked goods aren't—they're perishable. If you throw them in a bag of holding, they hold forever, don't they? So, according oh. to this, transportation on a sailing ship costs six copper pieces per five miles. Uh, so, what's that? What's that? What's that? In? What if there's know. a person on the boat that controls air and a person on the boat that controls water? 
So okay. one gold would get you. Yeah, based on the, the what you know of the maps, because you were studying them uh, previously, you're looking at probably the bare minimum of about 150 gold to get there and back. And that's per assuming they don't give you like an. Uh, uh, oh uh, no, that would just I would uh, I would assume. Can we just ask Dwarven for this money? Yeah, or or we buy a shitload of spices. Oh, that does not include uh, food. <laughs> well, the rations will stock up on too. Uh, but yeah, the, the, they're probably going to charge you a little more for sailing through iceberg-infested waters. I mean, you never know. You might find somebody who's like super adventurous and just wants to do it. But yeah. You can probably guess about 150 gold per to get person. there and back. I think that's just for the ship. You're just renting the ship. Oh, I don't okay. think it's passenger ship like that. You know what I mean? You're Got actually it. renting the the captain and the crew saying, we want to go do this. Here's 150 gold. Take us here and then bring us back. Well, in, our off, in our off mic shopping trip, we'll just include some spices and see if we can barter that for a lesser cost. Yeah, we'll get a bunch of spices too. Herbs mm-hmm. and spices. Ooh, we'll get the And seasonings. We'll get and baked goods, apparently. And exotic furs. We forgot about the furs that they don't have. Merkins. They need furs in the north. <laughs> they got a lot of furs in the north. Yeah, we can bring some. This is a druid. I don't really approve of it, but I do approve of using all of the animals. So, could you harvest a bunch of uh, spices? Mm-hmm. The spices grow wild. Yeah, I could pick a shit ton of mint and berries and whatever. Like, like it's uh, winter though. Shit grows in the winter. I mean, if, if we're trying also, to kill, this is a magical land. You don't <laughs> fucking know. It's also a temperate zone. It's yeah, right now. So. <laughs> I guess you were just out in the woods, weren't you? Yeah, you want me to make a nature survival roll, darling? Yeah, the moths came to me in the winter. <laughs> we're going to suspend all belief. Uh, <laughs> what is our... We just kill in a day. Should we go yeah. see what's going on at the library? Sure. Uh, that the plan? You got, do you have anything else you want to accomplish before we... No, that's good. So how was your trips? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I didn't have a good time. I, yeah, I was going to say, you both look really rough, and no offense, but it was you kick your own asses in your sleep? It was interesting. Mine wasn't so bad. I feel like I learned a new language. <laughs> or two. Or two. Perhaps we could see if Liev's been around for a long time. Perhaps he would know the location of the life tree or the naga. Ooh, let's go ask Liev. All right, off to the library. Approach the front. They wave you through because they've seen you here again, <laughs> like just yesterday. Um, just yesterday. And uh, you head over and finally I'm hanging out with Morgana in her office. Is there a way for me to make tea in this situation? I just feel like it needs some tea. Well, the acolytes there will make tea if requested. Okay. It's part of their, their job. Bunch uh, of fucking interns. Aria snaps. <laughs> uh, excuse me, Acolyte. Yes? Could I get... Anyone want tea? I'm getting some tea. I'll take some tea if it's not too much trouble. Very well. Tea coming up. Not chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So what brings you here? Uh, again, more study? Oh, did you bring those books back? Did we bring the books back? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. The Naga oh. books. Yeah. 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 Yes. 
Uh, I looked around and really couldn't find too much else uh, that's helpful, unfortunately. Naga's mythology, real or fake? Probably fake, but... Well, we are only searching for the Naga to hopefully discover the location of the life tree. Would either one of you have any information on doing that as well? Um, Another, you know, is it real, is it not kind of a situation. Uh, probably more... Oh, probably a little easier to track down because people, uh, the Naga, you know, oh, there's an island, it appears, it disappears, it appears, it disappears. Whereas the life tree is supposedly one location, so you're going to be able to find potentially more liable information on that. I mean, I can look into it and pull some stuff out, have some of the, the, the inter- unpaid interns <laughs> do their jobs and go digging around for information. It is so nice to be able to delegate. I can just, anytime. I don't have to spend, you know, three days looking for one subject. I just grab my little army of five and send them off skittering to collect books for me and bring it back. So much easier. Isn't that nice? You deserve it. I feel I do. I've been working very hard. And, uh, yeah. Boss bitch. That's what we call it. <laughs> Absolutely boss Girl boss. Bitch. Girl boss. And we're talking to more Connor, right? Yeah. Okay. And Leo. Okay, and Leo. We have um, in all of your life, did you come across the life tree or any information about it? I wish I could say yes, but I remember I was mostly a recorder of history of the Empire. That was my job, is to collect, record, compile, translate anything that had to do with the Ashahin, the Garden of the Expanse, and make sure that uh, our... Great glory would never be forgotten. A lot of good that did. thought perhaps the Ashaheen would have information not available to us. It is possible in their libraries. You're looking well, Leah. Thank you. I'm feeling human again. <laughs> oh, also, we uh, ran into a, uh, a, ah, s- a storyteller. Yes, who, uh, Iko. Yes, Iko, who might be interested in speaking with you, if you'd be willing. Iko. Eco? Eco. Eco. That was Eco. Eco, Eco. It's probably Eco. Rustfield. You made it up, but I remember hearing it as Eco. Yes, a storyteller wants to, like, what, a bard of some sort? Yes. Um, He uh, lives and breathes by the story. He's actually a very uh, resourceful and remarkable individual, so he's uh, always interested in hearing new stories to tell. We would love for you to meet with him. Send them this way. I'm still in the process, mostly of uh, now that we've finished with a lot of the heavy lifting, getting the dictionary together and you know, sorting out maps and finding, trying to uh, piece together the various bits that are inside my head. I have a little more spare time. If he wishes to speak, I don't mind speaking to him. Yeah, this dictionary is pretty cool, and good job on that. And I'll try to say something in Shaheen, as I have not quite learned it yet. <laughs> Make a society check. Mm, you know it now, don't you? I do. Uh, 22. 22? Oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. You have to remember to inflect more at the end. More. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that much. It's hard to do. Quack to Chino. At this point, I'd like everyone to make a perception check. Oh, 
Oh shit. Oh. Oh. Cool 30 for Carl. Nice. Ooh, it's plus 10 now. 25. Anyone else? Uh, 23. 23. 28. Nice. Okay, you all notice it just a little bit. Carl, you in particular, you feel like a small earthquake. Feels like everything rattles. Morgana kind of looks around. Well, that was odd. Carl, you distinctly felt something like it felt like an earthquake, but it felt like everything was coming from underneath. It felt like maybe something down there collapsed. Uh, Something's happening below us. Um, What's beneath us? Uh, Vaults. Um, You know, uh, certain magical items, uh, forbidden knowledge books, that kind of stuff. It's all quite secure. There are hundreds of wards on it. I I think we should go investigate. Uh, I can't let you down there. It's all very secure. I'm only even, myself, only allowed to go down the first and second hallway into some of the less forbidden books. Perhaps we should get people out of the library. Just in case. Oh, it's just a small earthquake. Admittedly, I don't recall Porsham Grand ever having an earth earthquake. Uh, oh no, you think the city is going to come up out of the ground? Well, this is what we tried to warn you about. This is why everything's so pressing. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, maybe uh, just caution. I, I feel like getting them out of the library might not do anything if the entire city is coming up. We might need to get them. We might need to move Portion Grand somewhere else. Uh, but we can start by making sure that they don't get crushed by falling bookshelves. It's a good idea. Uh, she stands up immediately, begins hustling about, and you all feel another tremor. This one much more intense as the building shakes. Um. Okay. Let's get. Let's help get people out yeah. of the building. Evacuation team six. All right. All right. Um. Oh, for shits and giggles, I'll have each one of you make either diplomacy, intimidation, or deception. However you feel like you're going, whatever tactic you're going to use to get people to fuck out as fast as possible. Mm. 29 of intimidation. Nice. Get the fuck out! (laughs) I'll use deception. I'll uh, trick people into leaving. (laughs) Free donuts outside! I got a natural oh, 20. Hello. Uh, nice. 30. What'd you get, Ari? I got a 27 in diplomacy. Nice. And Aria? 31. Holy sheep shit. All right. You guys run around and, like a well oiled machine, <laughs> manage to convince using various tactics. <laughs> get know. to the chopper. <laughs> you don't want to die, do you? But Ari, diplomacy doesn't quite work out. Uh, then Carl comes along and lies his ass off, says there's free donuts outside or whatever. <laughs> You don't fucking hear him free donuts. Get out of here. Tilda's just opened up a food truck. They're set up outside. So people start moving. And then some of the higher ranking, including the seventh chapter, who is the one who runs this particular uh, library, comes out. And as you're doing all this, gets into a conflict with Morgana. Like, really, like, what, what is going on here? What is going on? He's like, don't you feel the shaking, you know? And they they start arguing. He's like, it's nothing. Blah, blah, blah. We'll investigate it. Don't worry. The vaults are always safe. There's blah, blah, blah. 
And as this ha- as they are arguing, there is a ear-splitting crack as the ground in the center of this massive library rips open, shattering upward, knocking bookshelves, books everywhere. And smoke and heat just pours out of it. And you see, crawling up out, this black, long, snake-like winged creature with red, seems to be flowing like lava across its body. You see a dragon. Oh my god, it's big. (laughs) Holy fuck! All right, let's get some initiative rolled up. Perception for initiative. We can't just use our real high ones from before. Yeah. <laughs> from before what? Oh, the, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a 20. Perception for... <gasps> Ugh, those are the worst. Carol, what'd you get? 28. Ori, what'd you get? 14. Arya? 30. Jeez. <gasps> I hope I roll. I continue to roll like this. And a Florian. I'm begging. I rolled a natural one. Ouch. For a total of 17. Jeez. You still beat me. (laughs) Plus 16 on initiative. Unfortunately, this giant black and red dragon who now stares across the room, you can see eyes are glowing with a purplish smoke. Mm. Has rolled a 29. Oh, wait, no. Arya, you get to go first. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I forgot somebody actually beat it. So you see this thing looking around, and you can see instantly that it, its very presence seems to be doing something to Morgana. She has to make a saving throw. Oh, she missed by one. So she seems to be a little frightened. I think I'm going to cast my shield tattoo, not that I know that's an option. Should just be the shield cantrip, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. It'll last one round, so it'll be up when you're done. Oh. Yeah, I'll cast it. And then... Okay, I would like to take... For my second action, I'd like to move. All right. Um, And I would like to move as far as I can... Up and to the right of the smaller bookshelf that I'm closest to, towards the acolyte. Okay. So, what's your move speed? Thirty. All right. You go skittering across the ground. You have one more action left. Um, I have three. I did my shield tattoo for one action. Okay, and then you moved. Uh huh. Oh, and then draw your weapon. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Because I'm sure you don't have your weapons out in the middle of the. Library. They're very, uh, you know, insistent that you don't. Well, we don't have to check ours anymore, apparently, so it's great that they just let us walk in with them. Uh, when stuff. you get classy, like, uh, <laughs> you know, you get that primo we'll just pretend there. like that's been the thing all along. So, this creature takes its turn. The first thing it does is it rears up. Okay, sorry. First thing it does is it moves a little bit. So it like flaps its wings and kind of flies out of this hole. Lands about 20 feet closer to y'all. Rears up. Its throat starts to swell and it spits a ball of flame down between 
Yal, and some of the acolytes. A ball of flame launches like a giant cannonball, hits the ground, and explodes into these rippling waves of fire. It is his breath weapon. It is a fire spell, obviously, and everyone's going to need to make a reflex save. Except for these three acolytes in the front who are burnt to death because they, there's no way they can survive. Oh, our pawns. Uh, 32. 32 is a success. I got a 20. 20? You got a 20. Mm-hmm. That's a critical failure. Oh, God. 24? That is a failure. What are we rolling for? Reflex. Can I uh, spend a hero point? <laughs> <laughs> I would allow you if you really want to, even though you're technically supposed to declare right. it. Oh, shit. We rolled, he rolled a five, so a six, a six, so. Oh, nice. Uh, 24. All right. Failure, but not a critical failure. Right. Florian, what'd you get? 31. 31 is a success. All right, so let's see what happens. Whew. Okay. Ah. Oh, wait, I forgot. I hope that was worth it. Here comes the dice. All right, those of you who, uh, yes, there we go. Okay, so those of you who failed are going to take 38 points of fire damage, and you now have eight points of persistent fire damage each round. I have cards for those if you need them. How much did you say? Sorry. 38 points of fire damage. You're now taking persistent fire damage. I'm going to pass out these persistent damage cards so you can kind of figure out how that works. At the end of each round, it's going to trigger. You're going to take that much damage. And then you can... I don't... uh, Oh, hold on here. Uh, So, problem. First of all, Arya and... Who's that dude? Florian. Florian. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) somebody changed. It's not Beckus. Uh, sorry, Arya and Florian, you were not in the burst, so you don't have to make the saving throws. You're not taking any damage. My bad. <laughs> However, Ori and Carl definitely in the burst. So, Carl, you take half of 38 points of fire damage. Okay, 19. And you will take four persistent fire damage as you are in fire. And that's its turn. <clears throat> so let's move on to the next person. Uh, Carl, you're up. The 28. Um, how far away is he from me? Uh, 10, 20, 35. Okay. Um, wait, let me read how persistent damage works before I... You will take damage at the end of your turn, and then you make a flat check, DC 15, to see if it goes out naturally, or you can take an action as many times as you want to do it to try to to take... out the fire. Yeah, to take that flat check basically as an action, and you still get the automatic flat check at the end. Okay, uh, I'll cast haste. All right, you cast haste. It's two actions. Okay, um, and I will draw your weapon. Draw my weapon. It's one action, and I will. I'll take a shot. All right, take a shot. Thirty-two. That hits. Is it a crit? It is not a crit. God damn! Not even close. I know. I'm sure it's like a twenty-nine or some shit. That's crazy high to hit. Uh, okay, let's see. So it's 2d8. Uh, that is going to be 13 points of piercing damage and 4 points of force damage. 
And that's my turn. How's he looking? <laughs> Rough. <laughs> you launch an arrow. It strikes the creature who seems to suddenly take notice of you as if it was just kind of targeting the room. And now it looks at you to wonder if maybe it should kill you first. Um, so, uh, However, now I'm going to have you oh, at the end of your turn here. You're going to make a will save. Shit. Do, uh, does that happen before or after the persistent damage that I just took? Oh, uh, we'll do it after. Okay. I kind of screwed up. You're supposed to do it immediately. I got a natural 20. Uh, for the persistent damage? For the will save. Or for the will save. Okay. So uh, you are immune to its frightful presence. Sweet. Uh, do I need to record that or uh, just remember? I'll remind you if you forget. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep in track of it back here. Too. So now you take four points of persistent fire damage, okay. and then you make your flat check. Uh, and the nope. Oh, I see. It's a DC 15 flat check. Okay. Yeah, flat check. So I've taken my four damage, and that's my turn. Yep, and you're still on fire. Makes sense. Uh, Morgana's turn. Get him. Get him, get him, get him. Morgana. She's uh, scared. Hmm? Isn't she frightened right now? Uh, oh, she is. So she might takes a minus two to all her things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees what's going on, immediately starts moving, and then begins to cast a spell. She points at the two closest targets. Uh, I forgot to actually put the range down on how close you can be, but close enough, I'm assuming. So, Ori, Florian, you both now have resistance to fire 10. Ooh. Remember that anytime you're taking fire damage, you subtract to 10. Cool. Thanks. thanks. Yeah, that's actually one of her bloodline spells. Ooh. And next up, after Morgana Florian. I will draw my shield, and then I will cast Wall of Water. Okay. Wall of Water. <laughs> 60 foot long, 10 feet high, 5 feet thick. How long does that last? A minute. Oh. Can we cast through it? Um, bludgeoning or slashing projectiles can't pass through. Any projectiles have their reins increments half if they pass through the wall. I'm assuming it creates concealment as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a... I mean, he could be able to... I'm sure he can move through it, but there's like what damage... He has to make us swim through it, yeah. Um, a creature traversing through the wall needs to do a swim through... The rules of aquatic combat core rulebook 478 apply to creatures transversing through a wall of water. Okay, so it's basically going to slow it down but yep. not stop it. Okay. All right. Does it stop me from being on fire? Uh, uh, if, if you run into it. If you're near <laughs> he's near it, it'll if he's I think it, he's near enough to it that it'll counteract the fire, wouldn't it? Uh how how close do you have to be for it to do that? Well, it says in that immediate area of what it is, and so, then if yeah, it's near it, it, it will try to counteract it as well. Because there is water that will like kind of trickle down, I guess. No, it just says in its area. So it has to be within the, the five-foot thickness or ten-foot tallness. Okay. It's well, if you nearby. walk near it. Yeah. Okay. No, you have to walk into it, not nearby. It can't, you can't be next to it. You have to be in its area. Oh, cool. The area of effect, essentially. Okay. Okay. Uh, Florian. That was you. That was my turn. Ori. Oh. Uh, may I spend an action and recall knowledge on this creature? You can indeed. Oh, shit. It's going to be Arcana. I will say my shield is technically not drawn because Wall of Water was a three-action thing. Okay. 
26. 26. 26 is technically a failure, but I'll give you just a little bit of information. Just a taste. Obviously, some sort of dragon, some sort of fire dragon. However, there's something very different about it from any dragon legends you've heard. Dragons in my world's lore are basically like bastard children of the Furies. The Furies are raw elements. They're like bits and pieces that have fallen off sort of a thing and have their own life force. This is a primal dragon. Uh, some sort of burrowing underground dragon that appears to be infused with fire. Causes people to get scared. Speaking of which, I need to have Florian do a saving throw. And Ori also needs to, or Aria also forgot to do your saving throw. Is it four to two? It is a will save. Sorry, I forgot about the Frightful Presence. Just back up here and get it out of the way. Do I need one? Uh, you're going to make one at the end of your turn. 20. 27. 27 is a failure. You're frightened too. It was a will, right? Yes. Okay. 22. 22 is a failure and you're frightened too. So you're going to have minus two to all your rolls next turn. Then it'll go down by one. Okay. And then you'll have minus one to all your rolls the next turn. Then it'll go down by to zero and you're fine. However, the effect only lasts once. You don't have to keep making saving throws for it. So once it's done, it's done. I was going to say... Were we still outside of the range of whatever it has? It's a 90-foot radius. 90? Yeah, that's like screwed up. When it first popped out of the ground, it should hit everybody in the building. But okay, I yep. forgot about it. I didn't think it was going to be 90 feet. But yeah. Big. Holy shit, we're about to get He's a big guy. I'm big. I'm about to get boner. He's, He's scary. scary. Yeah. Ooh, I'm scared. Uh, so, yeah. Um, big dragon thing. Big Looks dragon. like it's, it's fire-tuned, so... Okay. You imagine ice and water are probably the best for it, but you're just not really sure. You know, I imagine it's probably maybe immune to fire as well. Okay. Um, I will... <laughs> I don't know. I was going to... But then that's going to be kind of worthless. So I will... Uh, well, I always tune Vital Beacon at the end of, or the beginning of the day, so I will touch myself for one action and heal myself with Vital Beacon. For 4d10s. Can I borrow a d10? Is this yes. a d10? It's like the... about you. That's my... So 17 points I heal myself for. I heal oh, that's myself. That's right. You took like 40 damage. <laughs> yeah, that is not much though. 17 is kind of shitty. And that's your turn? Uh, no, I have one left. Uh, I thought you cast it and then touched yourself. No, I no, was cast it at the, the beginning, beginning of, the of the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's only one action. And then for my last action, I will crouch behind the... I'll take cover. Uh, okay, so you duck. Yep. <laughs> at this point, the alkaloids get a chance uh, to do something. you have to roll for fire damage? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. You take eight points of fire damage, and then you have to make a flat check. Okay. Eight points? Yep. Minus 10, because you have the resistance to fire, so never mind. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, the resistance for, for, to fire saves you, but... Still need a roll. What check is this? 15 DC flat, you know. Nope. Yep, just you need to roll 15 or greater. No, you're still on fire, although it doesn't hurt, so you're good. Yes. Nice. <laughs> so now the acolytes are going to move around. Do I need to do the will save for the frightened? Yes. Oh, yeah. Make the will save. I'm just doing everything... 
Going right past all the two pages of abilities this thing has. I got a 30, and all my successes count as critical successes uh, for Will. Save. Really? Oh, well, then it is a critical success. You are uninfected. I love that skill. Yeah, that's a nice little thing that yeah. you get. <laughs> it is actually pretty handy. That's, that's just like nice. a weird skill that I just randomly get. So most of the acolytes are trying to figure out a way to get out, so they're running towards the front. Uh, the ones outside who just watched their three friends get burnt to a crisp duck back away. However, one of them, or both of them actually, one of them is going to cast a healing spell on Carl and one on Ori. Nice. However, they're very low-level dudes, so mm-hmm. you're going to get one of these two-action ranged healing spells for 1d8 plus 8. Oh, yeah. Carl, okay. you get 14. Oh, I'm almost full. Ori, you get 15. Ooh. Meanwhile, we're just saying. And that's them. Aria, you're up. Okay. Um, he seems big, and I am frightened, so this tracks. Um, I think I want to get... I want to move around that bookshelf and back towards the... And All right, you skirt around bookshelf, come poking out the other side. Ugh. <laughs> I'll cast sh- my shield again, just keep that running for right now. Um. <laughs> you see a mini that big on the board, it's like, ah. It is, it does put it into perspective. Just smack it in the face. Yeah, I'll just tug its tail. <laughs> There's no fucking deal. panache now, yeah. Ghostbuster. Yeah, dance with it. Um. Okay. Yeah, I am gonna do nothing because I can't move. I can move twice, can't I? You can. Okay, I guess I'll move towards the fallen down bookshelf that counts as difficult terrain. Yep, right there. All right, you're right up next to the fallen down bookshelf. And that's your turn. That's my turn. It's turn now. How high is your wall of water? Five feet? Ten. Ten. No, ten. What to do, what to do. Oh, what to do, what to do. Mm, what you say? I think it's going to double move to get through your water there. Will the water affect it since it's lava-y? Well, we got to find out. Mm-hmm. It sees you do this and immediately locks its eyes on you. Double moves. Uh-oh, we're going for the classic Ori's to stone move here. <laughs> it basically flaps its wings and dives through the water, emerging and landing on the other side. I'm going to say that the water, uh, I don't feel like looking up the aquatic rules, but I'm pretty sure that's going to slow it down enough to cause it to need two actions to do that. Lands next to you. As it goes through the water, you do see that those streams of like, like lava-like veins that are running through its body dim. And as it lands, you feel this heat radiating off of it, but it's quickly quelled, as if the water had some sort of strange effect. Interesting. However, it does turn its attention on you and attempt to bite your face. It's going to omnom you with its jaws. Let's see what we got. That is going to be a 35 to hit. I mean, obviously, that's going to hurt. <laughs> but is it a crit? Are you 25 AC or 26 AC? Well, you have me down points because I'm scared currently, right? 
That's you are 21. frightened, yes. Oh, all right. That's a crit. Swings down, takes a bite out of crime. Although, oh, never mind. You're going to take 36 points of piercing damage as it chews into you. And as it bites you, its eyes flare up, and you see the veins begin to start turning like red again around its throat, but only around its throat. Hmm. Um, Do we all need to just take turns? The thirty-six points of damage. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I would like to use my reaction salt wound. All right. What's that do? Once per day, a creature that has blood and is not at maximum... Oh, wait. Is it at eight max HP? Nope. Took an arrow. Took an arrow to the Oh, knee. okay. And is not at max HP. Hits me with a melee strike. Mm, that counts, right? Yep. That's what it was. Uh, you channel salt and brine from your blood into the creature's wounds. The creature must attempt a fortitude save using your class DC or spell DC, whichever is higher. On a failure, the creature takes 1d6 persistent acid damage and is sickened one by the pain. Nice. On a critical failure, it'll take 2d6 persistent acid damage and is sickened two. So, fortitude save? Yep. Don't bite me. 25. I forget what your DC is at this level because everything just went up. 25. Exactly 25? Yep. So it makes it. Oh. Hey, so nothing happens. Uh, that was your reaction. It's worth a try. That was a great try. It was close, yeah. Yeah, it was real close. And that is its turn. No, it's my fucking turn, ain't it? Nope. It's Carl. Carl. Um. Am I in your way, Carol? No, I'm ducking. No, he's uh. So he's (laughs) He's, as it like hovers above you. Um. So could Rufus use his breath weapon now that he's stepped into range? Uh, yeah, you can use one action to command Rufus to use his breath weapon. Do it. You brought it up. All right, I'll have him uh, use his breath weapon. And the breath weapon, a liner cone. Cone. Okay, so normally that would hit you and Ori, but the creature is massive, so I'm going to say that uh, he can just, yeah, aim up at a diagonal and hit this creature in the back of the head. And what kind of save is that again? Fortitude or will? Uh, fortitude. Fortitude. I rolled a 42. <laughs> uh, that's a critical success. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what its best save is? Yeah. Um, that's one action. All right. I will move... How how do I move through the water? Can I do that? Uh, you have to take like some sort of swimming action. Swim through. It's an athletics check. Probably is like a DC of fifteen. My wall is five feet. So you have you would have to use one action to get into it, and then use another action to swim through it, and then you'll come out on the other side, and that would be the end of your turn, or the end of that would be two moves. Plus, it would put out your fire. Yes. Mm. Could I cast jump um, and jump into it? Jump into the water? Like like jump onto the other side of the water and kind of like skim down it? I would allow you to jump over it or into it, but not both. <laughs> okay, could I jump into it and then use an action to get out of it? Yeah, but it's going to take the same two actions to get to the same place. It's just you'll be using a spell instead. 
Oh, so I can I can enter it as mm-hmm. part of my same movement action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you move into it and then you use your next action to swim through it. Got it. I so would that's like two to... actions if you want to move through it. I would like to do, or you could just jump over it because the library is pretty tall. So if you just want to go and not worry about your effect during fire, you're fine with that. Um, I would like to actually. I'll pull out a scroll. All right, pull out a scroll, and I'll cast uh, resistance. Resist energy. Resist energy. All right. I'm assuming it's going to be minimal level, so it's going to be resistance of five. Correct. It's five fire. Which effectively makes the persistent damage uh, non-existent. Yeah. So so then I will shoot him with my bow. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Take a shot. Ha! Uh, So it's a volley, so it's minus two, so that's a 30 to hit. And you are not frightened. 30 just misses. Oh. That Charlie Brown face you made was great. Though. <laughs> it was. 30 just misses. Uh, and then I'll jump uh, into the water here by the bookshelf. Uh, I don't believe you have any more actions. You commanded Rufus. You pulled out a scroll. You used the scroll. And then you shot. That's four. Oh, you're correct. I'm sorry. Uh, so you are there. Boy. Right next to him. Boy. All right, Carl's done. Let's move along down the line to Morgana. Oh, I would like to... So, do I still get to roll um, for the persistence? Uh, Yeah, sorry. You take four points of damage. Oh, no, you take zero points of damage, but then, yeah, go ahead and roll to see if you get rid of it. No. All right. You're still on fire. (laughs) Okay. You guys just running around like torches and don't feel it. Doesn't feel it. Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze. All right, so uh, I don't see... This is a focus ability that she's going to use. I don't see anything about the wall of water hampering it. It says a bunch of fucking projectiles and blah, 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 so I'm assuming spells don't. magic. Morgana. Arya, you see this. She, like, leans back and scales, green scales begin to appear on her exposed flesh, and she, like, basically puffs up her chest and... Bits this long cloud of poison at the creature. There's a cone of poison, but she kind of clips it to the side so it doesn't hit anyone else. This nasty, noxious green smoke comes out of her face. Creature makes a fortitude save, which is probably going to make. Um, made, but did not crit, so it's still going to take half damage. That's a wicked roll. 32 points, so it takes half of that. 16 points of poison damage. Ooh, nice. Okay. Get him, Morgana. Okay. Poison him. releases this cloud of smoke like right out of her face. Reminds me of a and head. the creature turns, <laughs> is like coming down at Florian and kind of like it hits him in the side and he inhales it. You see the creature starts coughing and blood starts coming out. Having a shroom flashback, me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's two of her actions. She's going to use the other action to take a better position. Gurgle. Runs around ah. behind a bookshelf. Kind of get out of the way so she can get a better sight on you guys. <clears throat> Next up, after Morgana, is Florian. How big this dragon? Huh? How big this dragon? How big? It is technically huge sized. What's huge? Like 10 feet wide? 20 feet wide? Well, it covers 15 feet and... 
I mean, I could look it up. It's probably about 25 Say feet long. I cast long. Aqueous Orb. I don't believe it holds huge creatures, does it? Can I widen it with my widen spell? I don't believe so. Widen has a duration of uh, only... If I remember correctly, we had this argument with oh, really? uh, Ali. It only affects instantaneous spells, I believe. So you can't widen something that's uh, take that can last potentially last longer than one turn. Oh, you can't do it on sustained spells. I think I think that was the case because Carl was using it on something he wasn't supposed to. Invisibility sphere was why. Um, yeah, that was it. Whatever. <laughs> I. What if it's a twenty foot burst? Uh, a, a duration or something. The next action he uses is to cast a spell that has an area of a burst cone or a line and does not have a duration. Okay, well, if it has there a duration. So, burst, cone, line, and no duration. Those are the rules for using it. A little more limited than it used to be. Yeah, no duration. Whatever, but still, I'm just going to cast that spell. Solid Fog. All right, you cast Solid Fog. This does, you said 20-foot burst? 20-foot burst, duration for a minute. You conjure a thick bank of fog so thick it impedes movement as well as sight. This functions as an obscuring mist, except that the area is also difficult to terrain. All right, so you'd be concealed in it? Yep. And that is a water spell, too, so I don't know if that's going to do anything to him. All creatures within the mist become concealed, and all creatures outside the mist become concealed to the creatures within it. Wait, how did that drug okay, get Okay, so... He's just moved for now. Oh. I had to move <laughs> it to fix the map. I was like, oh, I missed that. He has So yes, it is a water spell. However, it's not a water spell of the type that would uh, do something to this guy. So nothing special happens. His neck's still glowing. Oh, my oh. gosh. Solid Fog was a three action. All right. You cast Solid Fog. Florian, you're done. Next up, Ori. Um, I will spend one action and cast Vision of Weakness, which is a focus spell. Can he see this creature? Yeah, it's concealed, but he can still see it. Concealed basically means you can see it, but it's blurry or behind something, you know, like okay. like not good glass or, you know, it's dark out, so you can only make out its form. So it reduced, gives you that flat uh, check of five to even hit it. Otherwise, you fail the roll, so... So does that require uh, any sort of saving throw or anything? Mm-mm. You just get the just get info? All right. What um, kind of info am I giving you here? Um, I get any of the weaknesses. I learn them as well as which three of the saving throw modifiers is the lowest. All I right. also gain an inherent understanding of its movement and gain a plus two status bonus to my next attack roll or skill check made as part of an attack action before the end of my next turn. All right. Let's start with weaknesses. It only has one weakness, and that is water. When this creature takes damage from a spell with the cold or water trait, its sweltering heat aura turns off. Its jaw strikes no longer to deal any extra fire damage, and it gets a minus one penalty to attacks. Now, this weakness only lasts a certain amount of time. Unfortunately, you don't know what amount of time that is. Um, let's see here. What was the next question? Lowest saving throw. Definitely reflex. Reflex? Definitely reflex. And then the last thing just gives you a plus two to hit. Yep. Oh, and I learned its movement. That That's that's connected. Um, oh. It says you learn an understanding of its movements, therefore giving you a plus two to hit on your next hit. 
Water and ice. Water water or cold traits on your spells or effects. I will. So I get a plus two to my next attack. So I want to cast Moonlight Ray at level four. Okay. Which is a spell attack. Now, remember, not only do you get a plus two for your spell, it's a, what kind of a bonus? Circumstance? Um, yeah, well, I was reading it wrong anyway. It's technically flat-footed because it's being flanked right now. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's going to get a minus two to its AC. So what did you get? Um, I got a 16 plus nine, which is what, 25 plus two? 27. 27? <laughs> it's a miss. Ah! Y'all up in its face, Sorry. and you kind of hit it. It just glances off of it. The thing just seems to be made <laughs> of stone. Well, that's my turn. All right, that's your turn. Let's see here. Now we go on to all of the little guys who are still running around and just trying to avoid it. One of them runs forward and begins casting a spell, which you recognize as Bless. It's only a five-foot radius right now, but he can sustain it to start extending it, providing he stays alive, of course. And uh, Carl, are you still wounded at all? Uh, I've taken like nine damage. So. Okay, so I'm going to throw another ranged heal at you. So you get back 16, rolled full. Ooh, full health. And the rest of them sit and wait for their cues to do something. None and they can can't really me. see through the fog now, so they're kind of confused. Hmm? None of them can heal me. Uh, you are concealed. I mean, I could try. Let's see if I missed the flat check. Uh, I did not miss the flat check. So one of them will throw a 13-point heal at you. I'm gonna work. Damn, Gina. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, That X is... The uh, folding bookcase. Yes, okay. So I'm going to do a very cool tumble through it. Around it, kind of like parkour. Um, <laughs> okay, it's going to be impressive. And then that's. Do you have an take... ability that um, lets you ignore? Yes. Difficult train. Yes. Is that only when you have panache, or is that all the times? Mm, I thought you. Yeah, I thought you just picked something up or whatever. That yes, it is that. just something that I can do. Except she did an awesome something parkour like over there. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you do some flips over the books. You, you pick, have a panache. You pick one up. Fold it back up and stick it back on the shelf as you do a backflip and then land. Okay. Um, whoever is right there uh, is very impressed with what they've just seen. <laughs> Carl, Carl, they claps. can let out a, a whoop if they want to. Carl, Carl lets out a whole hoot nanny, actually. Um, and now that I have. Uh, I don't think that gives you panache. You have to make a roll to get your panache. Why don't you uh, go ahead and make an acrobatics check? Yes. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Thank you. Okay. She says being like a master. That was a 20, I thought. That was cock. 22. 22? I'm going to say no. The monster is not that impressed. <laughs> no, the ally. Our little acolyte. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy looking around for other things to do. Darn it. Okay, fine. Um, so that's one. Um, <laughs> I like how you just keep ending up on the wrong side of the wall. I really do. <laughs> wall of water. Um, I want to stab it. Oh, the no, it's hole in the wall. I guess I'll swim. This feels really silly. But okay, so it doesn't go. I could, I guess, technically 
take the long way around, right? Yeah. yeah. How long is this wall of water up? Would I know? You'd see it. It's how long is it going to last? Yeah. How long is it going to last? Mm-hmm. You mean you have no idea? Okay. Um. Actually, I'm going to move there. I'm thinking about moving again, but I'm also going to roll for whatever it is to see what Morgana is. Do I know? Oh, you want to make a roll to try to figure it out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, make an occult roll or arcane. Arcana, actually, I think either one would probably apply. Okay. Uh, they are the same. Fifth, seven, 15. Hold <laughs> yeah. on, hold on. 15. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> like, she, I don't know, some sort of spellcaster. Okay, well, I'm going to noodle on that for a little bit. She's scaly. Um, and then I'm going to swim through the water. <laughs> All right. Now, you can run up into the water, but then you have to spend the next action swimming because you only have one action left. Oh, okay. Um... I'm going to just cast shield. <laughs> okay, you cast shield. And that is your turn. It's its turn now. Uh, let's see. i got to deal with this concealment, but it's going to do a little thing that I like to call coiling frenzy, where it gets to make two attacks against the same target. I don't love that. <laughs> also, don't love it. Now, first of all, I'm going to have to do some flat checks. So let's start with the claw st- or the tail strike first. Oh, no, it can grab with its tail. Cool. All right, let's start with the claw strike. Fucking failed the flat check. Let's try tail strike. Made the flat check. And roll the 39 to hit. Ugh. So that's going to be a crit, I'm assuming. Who are you hitting me? Yep. Oh. And you didn't uh, state your intentions, so <laughs> I think you're just <laughs> oh, sorry. nothing right now. It's coming after the water caster. What are you thinking? <laughs> you keep screwing up its abilities. Oh, I think I've been forgetting to tick Touch people me. down Touch on the frightened. So I'll do that now. So Florian, Florian's still frightened one. Uh, everybody else is good to go, I think. Hit me with that beautiful care. damage. Uh, let's see. Tail Strike is going to... Do seventeen uh thirty points of bludgeoning damage and it automatically grabs you for free. Can't you raise your shield? Because of its special right ability. I've You're been in- casting abilities yeah, to it. fucking protect you. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it now has you wrapped in its tail, you are unable to move, and it begins crushing you with the tail. You need cool. to make a fortitude save. I think Unsquishy thoughts. Get hard. <laughs> 20. Critical failure. Cool. That's going to be 26 points of bludgeoning damage. Come at me, bitch. Ah, feels so, so good to just get punch you guys really hard with a big, meaty fire dragon Try thing. Me. Technically an underworld dragon, for those interested at home. I was. Is it a Kate Beckinsale <laughs> dragon? <laughs> it, it, flying around in a latex cat suit? <laughs> flying yeah. around P99s at people? That's going to be in its next action. Put the dawn latex cat suit. Carl, you're up. Um, you can see that it has, even through the domino, huh? solid fog, you can see that it has your friend coiled up in its tail. It's, it's crushing a, the life out of it's it. It's a DC flat check for me to hit it. Is it concealed? Uh, yeah, DC 5. Um. 
I'll attempt to hit it with uh, okay. uh, Call of Lightning. Is it stormy in here at all? <laughs> no, does it have to be? I mean, you're right next to the door. I'm going to roll this die in front of everyone. Right? Okay. There's a big cloud of fog. In the there. higher the number, the more bad the weather is today, because I didn't even think six, about that. Big, six, big, six, big, six. Oh, it's a nice clear day. Cool. Okay. There's a big cloud of fog in the room. That's not stormy weather. I <laughs> mean, it's stormy. Okay. Anyway, you can control uh, weather. Call something. Uh, uh, made the DC five flat. Check. There's a torrential right. wave and a cloud in the room. I feel like that calls for odd weather. Um, <laughs> it it gets to make a reflex save. Reflex save is gonna be twenty six. That makes it so half damage. Um, is it? Is it a basic? Basic save? Yes. My question is, is does it doesn't have any negatives for being flanked or anything? Uh, no, not to saving throws. Shit. Okay. Just thought I... And it doesn't have any other effects on it. Or wet. Or wet. No, that just suppresses abilities. Okay. Uh, 15 points of damage, so... So seven. have that. Eight. Uh, oh, it's half rounded up? Okay. Yeah, always round up. <clears throat> Otherwise, you can get zero. Right. Um, and then I'll move 30... Six... Run over. <laughs> you, you were running the fuck away. And I'll shoot him with an arrow. Alright, go for it. So DC5 flat check for the arrow? Yep. <gasps> oh, oh, I made it. Uh, and I'll make the arrow shot. What'd you get? Not enough. 22? Nope. Okay. Nope. That's it. All right. Still, though, uh, Carl, kind of the star of the show so far here with the actual damage. What are you talking about? I'm keeping him occupied. Y- yeah, you do. <laughs> you definitely uh, keep him occupied. Anyone else tango in with a dragon and stand up? Can I? Uh, can I put a? Can I roll for the fire? Uh, yes, roll for the persistence, just in case. God damn nope. it! You're still on fire. You're still smoky bacon guy. All right, who's up next? Looks like Morgana. Morgana now can't really see much of what's going on. She's going to try a different tactic. Runs back to the other end of the bookshelf. Doesn't that bitch have heat vision? She was going to cast haste on Arya, but she is five feet too far away. (laughs) So instead, she'll just cast resist energy on you. Because I don't know the range on that one because I forgot to write it down. So I'm just going to assume it's 35 feet. Thank so you, you get 10 resistance to 5. And that's going to be her turn. Onward to Florian, the grabbed. I'd like to get out of this damn grab. All right. Getting out of a grab, as we have learned several times before, because I love using it, apparently. You get to make an escape action using either your unarmed attack modifier, your athletics, or your acrobatics. DC is a lot. 20. Not even close. Like halfway there? (laughs) (laughs) You have two actions left. Hello. How about a net 20 plus 11? All right. So that's going to be a 31, which would normally be a failure. But since it's a natural 20, it upgrades it to a regular success. So you don't get the critical, but you are free. You have one action left. I'm going to use one of my focus points to cast Rising Surf. I'm going to scuba, scuba duba away from him 30 <laughs> feet. All right. Let's go surfing now. Does that move you through water? 
Well, he could easily. The wall's only 10 feet, so he could move over it anyway. So he could, okay. And how high are these bookshelves? The bookshelves extend about 20 feet up. Uh, okay. So I'll use that to jump off, and I'll be on top of one of the bookshelves. Okay. You rising surf and land on one of the tops of the bookshelves. Next up, Ori. I am going <laughs> to do something. <laughs> Die a little inside? Shed a tear. Maybe. Brown your pants. Um, I'm going to move closer to Carl as much as I can in one action. And then I will cast, or I'll use two actions to cast Inner Radiance Torrent, which is a basic reflex. All right. Basic reflex save. Ooh, yuck. I got 24. I believe my... Also, does my frightened condition reduce? Uh, yes, so your frightened condition's done. Everyone's frightened condition's done. So I got a 24. Is that a failure now that you're level 8? Uh, what is it, my AC? Or my... It's no, your it's... spell, uh, your spell DC. It's either 25 or 26 now, so... Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you have your... Yeah, it's 26. Okay, yeah, if you have your primary stat at 18 or higher, yep. it should be 26 right now, my unless DC. you get some sort of super early bonus to your spellcasting yeah. ability. My divine DC is 26. So. All right, so we actually failed the saving throw. I had to roll pretty low for that. Nice. Um, I do 12d4 force damage. And it wasn't a critical failure, right? No, it was not a critical failure. However, you, because you're shooting into the solid fog, you are going to have to make a DC5 flat check so you don't miss due to concealment. Roll more than five. DC5? Yeah, you yep. have to roll more than five. Oh, ten. You did it. Yeah. All right, so roll some damage um, up. It's 12d4. Can I just roll in here? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I love when they just pile on a bunch of d4s. 34. Jesus. Force damage? Yep. All right, you launch this torrent of inner radiance or whatever, and it just slams into the side of this creature. You see bits and chunks of it. like It's like this weird mixture between earth and meat, like this sort of bloody soil goes flying off of it. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> it now turns its full attention to you. I love that, though. Uh, let's see. The Acolytes. <laughs> uh, one of them uh, centers himself a little bit more and continues to sustain the bless. It is now a 10-foot radius. So Ori and Carl, you're both going to get plus one status bonus to all attack rolls. Nice. Bless. And the other guy is going to... Let's see. Ori, you are wounded? No. Mm-mm. Oh, are either of you wounded? I'm no. on fire, oh. but I have the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Should okay. I roll to get rid of that? Or is that In a that thing? case, he's just going to go fucking hide. <laughs> All right. That was the Acolytes just hanging out, trying to be helpful in their own special way. Did anyone have some feeling for me? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. I forgot. You're over there now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they look up at your battered ass, and I'm going to throw three healing spells your way. Ooh. It's like a thing. It's like guys behind you just tossing healing potions at you, like in a video game. Ding, oh, yeah. Ding, ding. Use this. That's what you're here for. All right, so I got a total of, let's see, it's going to be 37 points. Ooh. Not dead. I was going to heal you, but then you ran the other way. I would have had to run through the dragon, and I don't yeah, know if that's an active opportunity, and I just got out of its grasp. I get it. Arya. Okay. I I am going to 
run up the bookshelf to be on top of it. Um, which bookshelf? The one that Morgana's on with my slippers. I'll spend an action to activate them and then run over and run on top. All right. You activate your spider climb slippers and just go running just right up it. the side. Just Heelys. Uh, you have one action left up there. Okay. I will move towards... Oh, I'm going to activate my shield. Okay. Yeah, activate your... Just you. Activate <laughs> All right. Keep it going. Keep it going. Stay alive. It's turn. It is not pleased with what Ori did. So it goes traipsing out of the solid fog, moving toward that little happy group over there. And it's going to roast you all again. I knew that was coming. Rears back its head, and kaboom! Another large, flaming cannonball that explodes and ripples. Uh, the There's one acolyte uh, who's standing in the middle of it and just <laughs> fucking gets roasted. The other one is behind a bookshelf. However, as it hits now, you see that it hits and the bookshelf just fucking lights up. So the bookshelf is on fire. And you're starting to see smoke spreading around too. So I'm going to need a couple of reflex saves. Here's a coin. <laughs> there, there goes the hero point. From everyone? Oh, uh, No, yeah. just from the two that got hit. Ori. Sweet feeling. And I got a 33. Holy shit, that's a success. I got a 30. That is also a success. You guys are rolling hot tonight. I got an 18. DCs on this thing are bad. How do you still do take half damage? Only on will. My will saves are always like I remember this is fire, so your resistance does apply. That's a lot of die over there. Mm. I got, let's see here. I got 41 points of damage. So you're going to take half of that. Uh, 21 minus 10, so 11 each. Oh. 11 fire each. Uh, mine's only 5, so I take actually the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yours is only 5. 16. And persistent damage. However, if it's below your rating, I'm just going to... It's not going to matter. Oh, so Carl, your persistent damage is up to 10. Oh. Up to 10, or it is 10? It's 10 now. Okay. So, so you'll resist was. 5, and then... And Ori... Uh, I rolled an 8 again, so you're still at 8, so you're not taking any damage because of your resist. Thanks, thanks, Morgana. And uh, let's see, that was it. It moved and then did the big flamey thing. Next up is going to be Carl. Uh, I'm going to sudden bolt him. Okay, reflex. That's a reflex. I got a 32. That's a success, so he takes half damage? Yep. Thirty-three. Half of thirty-three. Seventeen. And I'll shoot him. <laughs> All right. Fire. Um, what get? does a twenty get me? <laughs> Nothing. Oh. Arrow shatters on his thick, scaly hide. And then oh, you nice. promptly run away. No, I'll stay. I'll stay here. I'll stay by. Uh... It's feeling very lonely there. Uh, I'll s- if I take cover behind, wait, is that bookshelf gone? No, the bookshelf's still there. The one, the, the one that's on fire, though. Uh, yes, it is on fire. Does it provide cover? Yes, it does. It is a very large bookshelf. It doesn't provide cover where you're at. You can step around the side, though. 
And then it will provide cover. I'll I'll step around the side so it provides cover. All right. Now we move on to Morgana, who then casts finally haste on Arya. Arya, you are quickened. Uh, You get one extra action per turn, but can only be used to either stride or strike. Okay. And then she picks her nose because she has nothing she can do for one action. And now we move on to Florian. Um, does it cost an action to drop the spell for the fog? Nope. I drop the fog. All right, then... fog dissipates. Can I roll for my fire? Oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah, and you're supposed to take uh, five. five points. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I take it. I'm going to draw my lady's knife, I'm going to draw my shield, and then I'm going to toss my lady's knife to Arya. I think, do I still have it? At the end of the day, it'll. Oh, I think technically you still do, so you should have it right now. So okay. I never get. You, I never back. Yeah. You came back from the forest. Yeah, so you still have it technically. So I guess I'll draw my shield. And how far away is he from me? He is ten, twenty, thirty, forty-five feet away from you. Well, it's a good thing it's a hundred and twenty-foot range, so. Alright, what you gonna do? I'm gonna cast Pulverizing Cascade. Another water spell? Mm-hmm. What kind of saving throw do I get? Uh, it's basic reflex. Basic reflex. Come on, critical. That is not a critical. I got a 24. God I damn, these sixes. That's a failure. Huh? Alright, that's a failure. Alright, I'm gonna raise my two towering waves and slam them into each other, crashing the creature between them. It's 76. All right, roll 76. 25 damage. And it's water, if that does any more. Well, I guess it's bludgeoning, but... All right, you slam the water against him, and once again, his red veins go dark. Mm. That's you? Yep. And I have my shield out now, so... All right. I just want to clarify, I can use my... Is it? Raise shield is... Uh, raise shield is an action you take so that you get your shield bonus. Shield block is the reaction, but you have to have your shield raised to use it. Okay, so, technically, so I don't have it raised right now. Yeah, right. Technically it's, it's out, not but not raised. Anything. Cool. Ori. Oh, um, I will spend one action and cast shield on myself because I'm the closest right. idiot to it. <laughs> I will spend another two actions casting a focus spell of Interstellar Void, which is a fortitude saving throw. Fortitude saving throw. God damn, you are. I got a 29. I'm changing dice. Success, but. Yeah. So my DC is 26, right? Yep. Okay. So does it take half? If it's a basic, then yes. Uh, it just says saving throw fortitude. All right, then there should have a list of results. So what is a result if it gets a success? Okay, so it says basic when you sustain it. It's yeah, 2D6. Okay. It, it does 3D6 cold damage immediately, so it's going to take half of that. Strike, which I do. And the first time each round you sustain the spell in future turns. Okay. Minus 4D6 cold damage. And target is fatigued for as long as the effect persists. That yep. sucks. Yep, so... I have 46 on mine, actually. Yeah, three mine's six. No, mine's... And then precise strike? Uh, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, Plus 12, three? Thirteen. Thirteen, so half of that. Not a ton. All right. You slam it with your interstellar void. It looks a little tired. <laughs> it yawns. <laughs> Very wide. 
Larry Wade yawn as it comes at you. Oh, that's it for me. That is ice damage, right. though, right? It is ice damage, yeah. It's cold damage. Let's see here. Carl, you're not wounded? Nope. All right. So no, I have 21. I, have 20, I'm, I am wounded. Oh, you are wounded. All right. I throw another spell at you. These guys are running out of spells. 12 points for you. Ooh, I'm still hurt. And then the Acolyte runs away because he's out of spells. Uh, we get two more coming back up at Florian. Take back another 26 hit points. You must have to fall out. And then they run away and are replaced by some more Acolytes who run up with fresh spells. All of them seem to have healing spells. What a coincidence. And that's turn. Arya, you're hasted. There's no more colorful or no more solid fog either, so you can move freely through the fog zone that I do not feel like erasing. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to run to the edge of the bookshelf. And how far away am I from this bad boy? 30 feet. Um, I want to throw this lady's knife. It's 10 feet. It's 10 feet. We're going to get closer. Yeah, it means you'd have minus four. Yeah, I'll get closer. Yeah, I'll stand on the desk. All right, you're running up onto the desk within 10 feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the desk is mostly covered in water, so you'd actually have to be five feet away from it or on the ground. I'll be on the ground. Okay. And then I'm going to throw... I'm going to throw my lady's knife. Oh, what a knife. Make a ranged... Okay. Do you have uh, stats on that on your sheet? She I does. do. Okay, I cool. made sure of it. Ah. Okay. Fifteen. <laughs> the lady's knife flies into the water and <laughs> begins floating there. It'll come back to her hand. It has the return. Oh, okay. It's returning. Okay. Um. Okay. So you have one. I have one more action. One more action. Yes. And I can use it to strike. Uh, yeah. Technically, you already used a stride and a strike, so you can use this action for whatever. Okay. So every single piece of my being. Is saying, just run away. <laughs> but since I'm here, I'm going to strike it with my lion scythe. You cannot do that because you're 10 feet away from it. Oh, that's right. So we're just going to throw the knife again. Okay. All right, so make here another one. This one with minus five. Oh, my God. We got this. We. Okay. 20. Two. <laughs> Bounces off the dragon's heart. Okay. Back into your It's hand. knife proof. Uh, it doesn't even seem to notice that you're there. You have done no damage. Um, however, it is its turn, so it's going to run up to Ori. No! I have a shield. I'm up here. Once again, I'm going to use my delicious coiling frenzy. Let's start with the claw. That claw is going to be a 35 to hit. There are no um, damn city guards coming to respond to this shit. No, nah, it would be no fun. My you AC, have a pile of acolytes. My AC is 26. Oh, so no crit. All right. Barely missed the crit. However, you do take 22 points of slashing damage. Is that physical? Yes, it is physical. Okay, so actually 16 of that gets blocked. Huh? Oh, oh wait, no. Morgana's thing is just fire damage. Just fire, yeah. Okay. How much was it? Anyway, 9 plus 9 plus 28? 13. 22. Uh, you, 22. Sh you have shield up, though, so shield blocks 10 of it. Your shield has a hardness of 10, right? If you use the, the raise shield reaction to, to yeah. 
Doesn't the spell shield raise a shield? Yeah, it does. It gives you access to the raise a shield action, which you can then use as, or raise a shield reaction, which you can then use. Okay. So I can raise my shield and block 10 points? Yeah, you, yeah. So then the shield blows up, and then you can't cast that spell again for a yeah. minute, I believe. So, okay, so I blocked 16 of it. How much was it total? Sorry, I know you said it. 22. So yeah. it's six damage. Yeah. Now it's coming at you with its tail. 27. I mean, it still hits. Yeah. Barely, though. And 19 points of bludgeoning, and the tail wraps around you. You are grabbed. So 13, right? That's yeah. it. Okay. Well, that's its turn. And I'm I grabbed, need, right? I need more crits. This is getting ridiculous. I'm grabbed. You too. are grabbed. It has you wrapped up in its tail. All right, so let's move on. Carl! Carl! Carl. That was nice. I'm Carl. <laughs> Save me! All right, um, I'll cast... Can I see it? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll cast uh, True Strike. Okay, cast True Strike. And then I'll cast uh, Chromatic Ray. Okay, and is that an attack roll, saving throw? That's an attack roll. Okay. The colors of the I need like wind. 20 here. This would be fantastic. Uh, What'd you get? Uh, What'd you get? Pre-rolling. He, he didn't say the answer yet, so. Just pre-rolling real quick. Just a second. No. Um, if I if I reuse it, if I use a hero point, do I get a reroll both guys? Uh sure, why not? Mm, okay, done. Here goes. Yeah, all true. right, all the hero points are off the board, I believe. <gasps> yep. Except no for saves. the puzzle box hero point. <laughs> what did you get? 30? A 30 is a crit. Is a miss. <laughs> uh, wait, do I have Bless still? No, that guy died. God damn it. <laughs> no. Uh, Blessy. <laughs> Blessy. <laughs> it was Blessing Bob. No. We wow. killed Blessing Bob. I'm gonna uh, yeah, two actions. Well, fuck! If I can't hit him on a thirty, then I'm not gonna shoot a bow at him again. Um, uh, I'm gonna have one action. Is your haste gone? No, but I used one to cast the true strike, and I used two for the spell, so I can just move or strike. Oh yeah, that's right. You cast the spell. You aren't shooting with the arrow. Uh, I'll move thirty-five feet. All right, you go running behind more bookshelves, leaving Ori to his fate. Fuck me, then. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Remember your existence. Oh, no, you're an elf. Never mind. Yeah. I've died before. Morgana's got one more play here. Morgana bravely runs forward just within 30-foot range. Again, she begins to inhale deeply and spits out with her second focus point another... Burst of poison. Dude gets a fort save. Ooh. All right. I uh, got a 39. That is a critical success. He takes nothing, unfortunately. Mm. And that is her. And now it's Florian. Um. What you gonna do? Florian, the water dancer. <laughs> I need to get 30 feet within this fucker. <laughs> You're currently standing on top of a bookshelf, so gotta have to get down as well. I am going to 
Jump down and run to Aria. Okie dokie. All right, so two move actions so far. How far away am I from Mr. Dragon? 10, 20, 35. Yes, 35. I will use shield cantrip. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Right, I guess I can get closer. I mean, I'll run closer to the dragon instead. Okay. okay, you run a little bit closer. That brings it to Ori. You are wrapped up in a big old dragon tail. Yeah. Uh, if you can fly, do you still have to like roll to get out of a grapple, or can you just fly out of a grapple? No, you cannot just fly. You have to make, <laughs> use an escape action. In addition, if you want to cast a spell, you also make, have to make a flat check. Well, boo. Um, you you can cast spells while I grapple, though, yeah. Yes, but again, flat shark. Um, you just have to sustain the other one, right? Yeah, I just have to sustain the interstellar void. Does that count as casting, or is that just sustaining? Uh, sustain. I think you just sustain. Okay. Well, I'll, <clears throat> I'll use one action to sustain interstellar void. Okay. So basic, how's that working? He's going to um, get another basic fort. Basic fort. Yep. I got a thirty-seven. DC is twenty-six. Success. Yep, so he takes nothing. He takes nothing? No. <laughs> okay. Um, how many actions is it to try to get out of the grapple? Just one. <sighs> the thing is, I'm enfeebled. So, I will just try it on. Well, you can use unarmed attack, you can use athletics, or you can use acrobatics. So, acrobatics is dex based. So, I don't think that's enfeebled. Okay, yeah, I'll try to get out. All right, do it. Twenty-five. Twenty-five is a failure. Okay. Is that one action? Yeah. Yep. Can I try again? Yeah. Yes, you can. Try as many times as you want. You can fail all night long. Eighteen plus sixteen is thirty-four. Thirty-four. Yeah. Just makes it. Okay. Bye. All right. (laughs) You managed to squeeze out of its tail with your ridiculous rolls. And squeeze through. All right. So that's you. Acolytes, which ones are left? Um, I think they're just going to hang in the background and wait for somebody to get pummeled. Uh, I'm assuming nobody looks particularly dying, so they're going to take a break this round. Arya! Okay. What would you like to do? Okay. Uh, Killing Uh, blow. Critically hit it for max damage. Yeah, that is my plan. (laughs) So, what, like, am I facing its head zone? Am I facing its side zone? The tail zone? Uh, they all kind of whip around. Like, uh, There's no real facing in Pathfinder 2. Okay. You just kind of, if you're running at it, it'll like kind of turn to notice you. Okay. You know? Now you do, since Ori's on the other side, you will get flanking, so it will lose two of its armor class. It's also still fatigued because of the, the spell, so it will lose one more of its armor class. Okay. So I'm not going to like run, you know. We'll be casual. <laughs> you casually stroll up. Yes. That is your entire turn. You take three steps. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to attempt to hit it with my lion sight. All right, so first you move up into range and swing with your lion sight. Oh, my God. And do remember you're still hasted, so you get an extra strike or stride. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
21. That's a miss. Okay. We'll just try it again. All right. Then we're minus four to this one. Okay. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Easy. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. It's that, it was that dream, huh? That vision. It was yeah. the dream. Oh. I'm not my father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have daddy issues. Okay. And the next one is going to be eight. It would be minus eight if you want to take another swing at it. And let me see. If I rolled a 20, that's She has the agile weapon we've been doing the reduced, right? Yeah, four. Okay, cool. Hey, you can that's also fine. use your tumble thing to try to get some panache for next round. That is true. But I feel like the yeah. dragon's not going to be impressed by my tumble. It um, has to be an impressive tumble that a dragon would take Yeah, what is it? Of. It's versus its will, DC? Oh. Is that what it is again? Yeah, Bomo. You just um. called a little dragon bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you suck, dragon. I've seen better dragons in stoner movies. Uh, it would be the DC to tumble through its space. So you'd look at the tumble action, and it'll tell you. And I believe it's it's reflex DC. Yeah. And the, in many cases, this can replace tumble through as your backup option for getting panache. Yes, it is enemy's reflex DC. So okay. You, you would make acrobatics check, trying to hit uh, high enough to do that. Is she adjacent to an enemy? Right now. She would do leading dance for her panache. Okay. She needs to be adjacent to an enemy. She As sweeps her foe into a dance, attempting a performance check against the enemy's will DC. So it's against the will DC. Can she not use the tumble through option at all? Because that's going to be a lot easier. No, because that's a specific <clears throat> skill that she would need for that. Oh, okay. That's a skill. Yeah. There's a bunch of different bond mods and like stuff, and this is the move, movement one. Oh, oh okay. okay so this so, one yeah. will specifically give That's right. That's what you've been using is the dancey pants. Thing. Yeah, because you oh, dance with yeah. them. Mm. That would be against its will, DC. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to dance. <laughs> Roll really well. Dragon. Yeah. I get a really good performance roll. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll count it. For the listeners it? at home. That's 20 on the floor. Shelby what just rolled her die into the sky. I don't think that's going to help. Should nope. I re-roll? Yes, you should re Okay. Flinging dice into the air. Okay, it was better. This is great for me. This is so great for me, everyone. Okay. I love that for you. Ooh. Isn't that wonderful? 29. Failure. Damn it. It's not dance. Cool dragons. I'm going to leave his friends behind. Follow your steps. You can move five feet if you choose, but this movement triggers reactions normal. I'll stay where I am. Okay, dokie. Uh, my turn. Uh, let's just go all in on Ori. Let's just kill somebody before we no. finish the season. Uh, I'm going to. He's going to be an Ori Cacciatore. First, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a greater constrict. You're going to get a fortitude save. Mm. Oh, uh, I got a 15 plus 13, 28. That is a failure. You take 20 points of bludgeoning damage. Minus six for resistance. Uh, if that's what you get. Yeah. Uh, it's getting very mad at you, so it's going to try to bite your face off with its jaws attack. Uh, 
37. Not a crit, huh? Or that is a crit. My AC is 26. Sweet. Is he, is he weakened because he's like like fatigued or something, though? Uh, minus one to AC and saving throws. Oh, it's not the... This might kill me, actually. Oh, no. Okay. And since he crit, the ability he has is called... Uh, what is it? Draconic really Momentum. Nice. His breath weapon recharges. He makes a critical hit. Oh, see y'all. Yeah. All right. Uh, 42 points of piercing damage. 42 minus 6 is what? 36. 36. Oh, I'm still in there. You're still up? Yep. Jesus Christ. He's getting tired of you. Uh, he's going to try to claw you. Fuck you, dragon. <laughs> this is going to kill me. Unless I. This is going to be minus like 10, right? Uh, no, the constrict isn't an attack, or it doesn't say it is. You don't. It doesn't require an attack roll. I'll have to look that up later. For now, though, he rolled thirty-one. Oh yeah, I'm dead. So twenty-seven points of slashing. Yeah, I'm dead. All right, it drops you to the ground. Ori is about to die. Acolytes is about activate. to. <laughs> I'm at zero health. So, you are currently prone, unconscious, dying, and soon to be wounded if somebody gets you up. There's some cards for you. And then the dragon immediately turns around and stares at Arya. But it's done with its turn, so we go to Carl. Um, Can I see it from where I am? Uh, No, there's a giant-ass bookshelf in the way that you're hiding behind. Perfect. Um... You did hear a scream of pain, though. Or he was squeezed like a tube of toothpaste. You could try to punch some bookshelves through the book. Oh, you're going to be shooting through that water wall anyways. Can you jump on top of the bookcase and hit him from over the wall? Yeah, that would work. How tall are these bookcases? About 20 feet. Can you jump that high? The wall's 10 feet. There's no bookcase here, right? Are you on the other side of the bookcase? Yeah, yeah he's burning. on the other side, and that's on fire. Uh, so I'm only 35 feet, but now I can see Ori. Maybe. Yes, you can. And how do I look? For uh, I'll I'll pull my cloak up so I'm invisible. Okay, so that's one action. Um, or one more action, and I'll move to Ori uh, invisibly. And I will touch Ori with my healer's gloves for 2d8 plus uh-huh. some amount of health. I don't know how much of this though, because I haven't really used them very much. All um, right, you step up and bring Ori back. Uh, super There's... quietly and secretly, though. It's 2d6 <laughs> plus 7, so you get uh, here. Uh, 12 points of health back. Hi. Your eyes flutter open. You are now wounded one, so the next time you go down, you'll end up dying two to begin with. Okay. And that is the end of Carl's turn. <laughs> Can I roll for my more fire? Damage. Oh, yes. Roll for, oh, yes. Take five damage and roll oh! for fire. Still on fire. I'm forgetting to roll Ori's two. <laughs> it doesn't... Because yeah. that one doesn't really actually matter. Uh, see Morgana. Oh, shit, I keep forgetting it. I uh, got one more spell up there. Gonna give Arya ten. Oh no, she doesn't have that anymore. She already used haste. 
And the rest of these are kind of garbage with that wall in the way. She runs around to get around the giant wall, and we'll do something perhaps next turn. Florian. Is this a fire creature? Does it have the fire trait? Yeah. You're guessing so? Okay. I'm going to cast Quench. All right. What does Quench do? Uh, it's a 20-foot burst. Uh, you cause the air in the area to become supersaturated with water vapor. Non-magical fires within this area are automatically extinguished. Fire creatures within the area take 48 damage. Basic fortitude save. All right, so... I also get to choose one magical fire, fire spell, or fire item in the area and attempt to counteract that if I want yeah, to. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. Fortitude, ba- yeah. 27. Nine, so that's a success. Yep. So half damage. 11 points. Is that after being hoved or before? Yeah, it's after. Okay. All right, you start sucking the life out of it with your moisture spells. Moisture. It gets so moist. I'm so fucking moist right now. That's two actions? Yep, that was two actions. I will raise my shield. <laughs> you raise your shield. All right, and Ori switched initiatives because he was on the ground. The Acolytes continue to watch what's going on because uh, they're not within range to do anything and they're not getting any closer to that fucking thing. So we flip the round back to Arya. Okay. Can I see Ori on the ground? Uh, yeah, I see him laying down there. Mm. Looked really messed up and then kind of opened his eyes again. Okay, I'm going to tumble through to get to Ori. <laughs> All right, make a acrobatics check. We go, girls. Okay. Getting some better rolls yet? I hope so. Shelby's been cursed. 32. 32 does it. Nice. Okay. I'm going to pull out me healing potion moderate. All right. That's two actions. And oh, is uh, I can't administer it to him then, can I? Yeah. That's your third action. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, I thought you meant pulling out. No, no, no. Okay. No, no. Understood. I should, I should say that's um, your second action. 3d8 plus 10. Ooh. It's okay. the trapezoid. <laughs> most of my... Most of my life, I'm figuring out what a D8 is and what a D10 is. Okay. Nine plus eight. 27 points of healing. Nice. And you have one strike or stride left because of haste. Uh. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I'll hit him. All right, swing. Who, ca- gonna who cares anymore? Go on. We're gonna <laughs> punch him in the face. <laughs> Twenty-three. Nope. Arya's horrible bad day. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, Ori. You're on the ground. You're awake. Uh, you came back to life. Mm-hmm. Have no idea how. And then you see. Arya, run over and start pouring liquid down your throat. Um, shots! 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 
Don't pass out, freshman. It helps. Rally, rally. I uh, I need to spend a point to get our uh, action to get up. Yes, right. you do. Okay. One action. Can I use a spell when I'm lying on the floor? Yes, you can. Okay. I would touch myself with Vital Beacon, which would be 4d8 of healing. Which I'm just going to roll in here, which is 18. That sucks. <laughs> do I even want to stand up? <laughs> I just spend <laughs> the rest of the combat on the ground. You do get penalties, I believe, for shooting or attacking from the ground. Um, you yeah. maintain your spell. Oh, you're unconscious. Never mind. I dropped. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming my spell drops if I die. Right? Uh, yeah, you weren't able to yeah. to sustain, sustain it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll spend one action to get up, and then one action to move behind Carl. Uh, you don't see Carl there. Oh yeah, he's well, invisible. Move to where like the little cover is in the bookcase, so I can like peek around it if I want. All right, you run back behind cover. And leave Ari there. I'm still there. In spirit. <laughs> back, to, <laughs> back to the creature. It's getting really upset about things. So it's just going to go full-blown into Arya. It's going to do... Once again, it's Coiling Frenzy. So, claw. 35 to hit. That hits. Not a crit, though? Is a crit plus 10? Yes. It is a crit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, 42 points of slashing damage. And then the tail attack. Not as good. 29. Still hits, though. And it's going to be another 22 points of bludgeoning. Then it grabs you with its tail for free as part of its coiling frenzy action. And then begins to constrict you. You need to make a fortitude save. Okay. Fortitude save. Here we go. We got it, everyone. Uh, 28. 28 is a failure. You take 21 points of bludgeoning damage as well. Okay. Still up? I am. You haven't taken any damage yet. (laughs) Uh, Well, I did, just now. (laughs) A lot of damage. That that, uh, gave me sense. Carl, the invisible man. Arya is being strangled by the tail. (laughs) Um, I will. I'll sunbolt him. All right, reflex. All right, so you come out of invisibility now. Uh, am I? Am I within? Am I? I'm not within five feet of him. Correct. No. Okay. Good. So reflex save. I got a uh, twenty nine. Um, that's a success. So half damage. So I need to borrow a d twelve again. 24, so it takes 12 points of damage. Oh, points of damage. Still up. Uh, and then you proceed to run away. Um, can I see him from here? Uh, no, there's a very large bookshelf in the way. Can I hold an action to shoot him if I see him? takes two actions to prepare an action. Oh, right. Um, and it has to be a single action thing. Fuck, I'll move again. Alright, you keep running. Can I see him from there? Uh, yes, you can, through the wall of water. Perfect. Do I still have cover, though, because of the bookshelf? Uh, no, not really. Can I, can I stand in such a way that, I, that he doesn't directly see me, but I can still kind of like peek around and see him? Uh, that would require that you use a hide check. Could I do that? If you have an action to do it, but you don't. <laughs> Got it. Uh, 
Okay. If you did, but you don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Morgana has more haste spells. Let's haste Ori. Ori, you're not hasted. Oh, sweet. Can't really strike, though. But. She turns to you as all this is going on. I was like, is this what you deal with every day? I just mouth the words Ghostbuster at her. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what is this language? <laughs> Florian. I will cast Hydraulic Push at said dragon. All right. What kind of save is that going to be for me? It's just a spell attack. Oh, make your attack. 32. That hits. That's just a regular success, not a critical, right? Yeah. If you roll a 40 or over, let me know. (laughs) That would be seven points of damage. Seven points of damage. And it's knocked back five feet. All right. Uh, what Does it say anything about if it's knocked back into an object? Mm, no. Nope. Uh, usually if you're knocked back into something, you take... More damage, right? Yeah, so I'm just going to call it a D6, because I don't want to look up the rule right now. You slam it in, it bounces off the bookshelf. And that was a water attack. If that yes. Anything well, it hasn't had any chance to get its up. fucking fire breath back up. Yeah, I've been making good. Sure I knew you were going to be a nuisance when I made this. I was like, okay, this will be fun. I didn't realize exactly how much of a nuisance. I thought you would miss it a lot more, to be quite honest. But, uh, you know, maybe I should have given it an extra 60 hit points. I okay, could be here till 1 a.m. Slay. Yeah, I've got one action left, so I will raise my shield. All right, you raise your shield. Uh, the acolytes run around. I got one more spell. From one of these guys over here. So, Ori, you get back 14. Ooh. And then he disappears into the ether. Because he's a consumable object. And Arya. Okay. You are grabbed. I am grabbed. I would like to be not grabbed. All right. Escape roll. Which is going to be either athletics, acrobatics, or your unarmed attack bonus. We're going to do acrobatics. Okay, nice. I believe that I've made it. I hope so. Not thank you. Make anything thirty-four. Just makes it. Oh my god! Nice. You're free. <sighs> you have okay. panache too, so you have an additional. You, are, you It's not five feet. It's ten feet. Oh, then I can. So you can move bounce 40 away feet per move. Um, I am going to try to stab it though. All right, swing. Just, just for fun. That does not hit. Okay, that's okay. We're gonna run. I still have four actions, don't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you. So I have two left. You have two left. Okay. At negative four, I'm gonna swing again. All right, go for it. Just (laughs) fucking swinging at the air at this point. Nope. I'm gonna run away. Um, towards. Yep. Right there. Yeah. (laughs) All right. You guys suck. Ori. Uh, I will spend one action, and I will heal Arya with Vital Beacon, which I believe now is 4d6. So, not a ton, but... Oh, 17. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, can I see the dragon from here? Yes, you can. Um, I will try once again to cast Moonlight Ray at level four. 
All right. Big guns. Still got a few left. Just a spell attack. Oh, that's not going to make it. 28. 28 misses. Stupid dragon. (laughs) It's hard to hit. I know. It's a rough and tumble. My turn. Let's go fuck with Flory. No. Runs back towards you. (laughs) And what do you think it's going to do? Coiling Frenzy! Crazy Coiling Frenzy! It's the best thing. I use Shield Block. Claw! 36. That is critical, I think. Yep. That's a crit. Alright, it's gets its fire breath back now. Yeah, not great. 15 plus 26, so 41 points of damage. Or, yes, I can count. And then we go with the tail slap. It's going to be 29. So if I have my shield, and it oh, has yeah. a HP of 40, that blocks 40, right? 40? Yeah. Hardness of 5, HP of 40. Okay. So what that means is the hardness of five, you're going to reduce it by five. You're going to reduce this attack by... I think it blocks its, it blocks its hardness, and then the HP is the total number of blocks, right? So it would take... Your shield takes 36 points of damage. It is now considered broken. Um, it's not destroyed, because it needs to lose all its hit points to be destroyed, but it's considered broken, which means that it no longer conveys its armor class bonus. So basically... He just knocked it into a little tin ball. Well, a little um, <laughs> pile of matches. That just absorbed 36 points of damage? Is it broken broken? or It's considered broken until you repair it, but it's not destroyed. If it loses so... all its... Because it hits its break threshold, which is usually half its hit points. And that means it's broken and it's no longer useful as an item until you get it fixed. Or cast a spell to repair it. Well, then my Eon Stone is automatically going to up. Uh, activate and put it right back up to full HP. Nice. Now it is a little trick up your sleeve there, buddy. Mm -hmm. Now it's a dull gray Eon Stone. 36 damage absorbed. Eat it. Eat it, So that second hit, however, does hit. And uh, this one does 28 points of damage. So hold on real quick. What was the first one then? You took no damage. It took none from the first one? No, your your shield was left with like okay. three hit points or something like that. Is my shield still raised for this one? Uh, no, it's a... Uh, what, healed back with the stone, right? Well, it's healed again, yes. Your shield should be like a surfboard. Wouldn't that be sick if it was I just... just... I don't know if I can use the... Sh- it's, I had it up to block at the end of turn, and it's yeah. a reaction, but I don't know how many times I can use a reaction. Uh, you can only use one reaction per turn. Okay, well then... I can't block again, so no. But I have it raised, so my AC is still AC. higher. Yes. All right, so you do take some damage. Okay, how much was that? I don't fucking 36? Uh, I think that's what it was. No, it was 20, 28. 28. 28 is what it was. Okay. Right. And it grabs you. <laughs> okay. Whoa, man. All right, longest turn ever. Carl, what are you doing? Can I see him now? You can. Um, behind the wall of water, so he does get uh, whatever plus two to his AC, I think. Oh, sure. So, for, so if first. you're using a spell, you're fine. Cool. Uh, I'm going to target him with um, uh, sudden bolt. Got more sudden bolts, huh? I do. I got them all day long. 
Uh, you can Reflex. roll. Reflex. Roll the 21. So oh! it fails. <laughs> full damage. <laughs> Excited for full damage. God. And you rolled poorly. <laughs> Damn it. 20. 20 is still a lot of damage. You blast him with your lightning suddenly bolt uh, from the sky. So then he gets a, he gets a plus two because he's concealed, even though he's sticking above uh, the thing. Uh, no, the thing's like 10 feet high, so you can kind of see the top. It's it's if you have to shoot through it. Okay. Oh, so if I have to shoot through it, then I don't have the... I was curious whether I could see his head or not. Oh, no, there's no penalty, actually. It's your uh, piercing projectiles, so an arrow, has their rain, uh, range increments halved. And bludgeoning and slashing can't pass through the wall at all. So you're fine. You don't get any penalties. It's just if you're trying to shoot far, then that would cause a problem because it would shut down your range increment. All right, I'll true strike him and then uh, shoot him with an arrow. All right. Uh, Ooh, that might actually hit. That's a good one. 33. That's a hit. Ooh. Oh! Doing some damage. Damage. Finally, damage. some numbers on the board. <clears throat> All right, I need 2d8 plus 1d6 plus 1d12. What a menagerie. Uh, 17 points of damage. Um, And four of it is electric. Two of it is... Also electric. It's electric. So six. Uh, six electric and 11. So 17? Uh, yes. All right. You launch your arrow. This thing is just full of holes. Pieces falling off. Strikes it in the side of the neck. The electricity jolts, blowing a hole in its neck. And it falls to the ground dead. Oh! Nice. It had 16 hit points. Left. It was at 16 hit points? <laughs> 17 points of damage. I did zero. I feel like I did a fair amount. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. He saved us from getting yeah. whomped by the fire. And again I saved and again. Ori. You did, yeah. You guys both saved me. So as the creature falls to the ground, the light goes out of its eyes, the purple light. Now you just see these sort of obsidian looking eyes. I'm going to sustain my quench through the room and put out the fires. All right. You put out the fires on the books. The acolytes come curve streaming back in to look at the carnage. Uh, Morgana looks visibly shaken, obviously not used to fighting anything, let alone a dragon. Can I make another roll to see what, to think about what she is? Now that the dragon is dead, You're and I there. I'm I need clear. To know. I need to, I'm gonna give you one more roll. That's Ooh. it. Keep Ooh. failing these rolls. What? I get a girl. It was a colt again. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Twenty-seven. Oh All right. Uh, based on what you know of sorcerers and and eight casters, they usually have some sort of strange. Something in their blood, which gives them their power, and obviously hers is appears to be a green dragon. Wow. So someone back in her family tree was a green dragon. Wow. Incredible. I feel like she should have been more helpful. <laughs> well, <laughs> the majority of her spells are doing things like uh, translate this or blah, blah, blah. All the acolytes were helpful because they all had all these healing spells ready because they've been 
taking care of the people who have been translating the possessed books. Right. So they had some healing spells laying around. But, you know, and the occasional bless. Plus a lot of people get she first, hasted, like, and that paper was cuts so great. reading. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have the first aid from the oak I light. dropped this book right. on my foot. Please help. Concussion away. Come, come. And upon further examination, and thinking about it, pulling your resources on what this fucking thing is doing here, what it was. It is an underworld dragon. However, you realize these things are evil, definitely, but they're usually lawful. The beast is pure chaos, so probably not working willingly. Uh oh. Hmm. So something was controlling the dragon. Or um, so how how so a dragon like this is this something that I mean controlling a dragon seems like something very strong. Uh, yeah, somehow the beast managed to get through and influence it enough. I mean, they're fairly intelligent, um, as intelligent as like a smart human, not like super levels of dragon intelligence. They generally just keep to themselves in the underworld, though. They're not, they don't come to the surface to fight anything. They terrorize subterranean civilizations, <laughs> grab their shit, and usually have flocks of, you know, simple-minded worshippers to like, you know, serve them. Is there These anything- things should not be up here. I can do to inspect the corpse of it to see why it might have been up here. Um, it was here. There doesn't appear to be anything wrong with the corpse. You can even cut it open if you want. Fuck around with it. No silver in the belly. Nothing like that. Can we look down the hole and see how far down it goes? You know, it goes be- down pretty far, but it hit. It kind of goes down and then goes sideways because it hits the lower levels of the library. Mm. Down there, you see a lot of. Uh, a lot of hallways and a lot of doors coming off the hallways. It just appears to be like one straight hallway that with lots of doors on either side. But the doors are like flickering. Morgana looks down the hall. Says, "Ah, oh, this is going to take so long to repair. All those doors are extra-dimensional spaces, spaces. And if the connecting runes are messed up, we're going to have to figure out where we put all of our stuff and try to hook it back up again. Oh, I'm sure you understand that. Spaces are probably very basic for you all, but oh god, this is nuts. Um, can I use a roll to see if like anything is valuable, like a dragon fang, a black eyeball? All pieces of a dragon are valuable to collectors, and this is a kind of a rare dragon. So, I mean, the corpse itself is valuable. The teeth, uh, the tail. The organs are used in certain alchemical stuff. The hide itself, considering the types of damage you did, it's a little shocked up from the electricity, but there's a lot of bludgeoning damage. So, I mean, you could even strip the hide down if you want to take the time or pay somebody who has a very high survival skill to do it for you so he doesn't ruin it. And you can turn that into armor. Uh, This particular type of dragon, I believe, that would convey some sort of fire resistance if you were wearing it. Or you could sell it. Dragon hide is fairly valuable. We can work all that out during the interim between seasons. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is your treasure. Is the dragon? Yep. Cool. Oh, sick. As like, you are all. Hmm? Is that like bad form to like do that to it, that dragon? No. Like, no, no the historians are. will probably be like, well, can we get some pieces to study? This is like, We don't okay. see things like this. But. I mean, sure, kill you. Just saved everyone. It's your yeah, call. you keep yeah, what you okay. kill. Okay. Um, we're gonna keep this. <laughs> we work on necromonger rules here. 
I just didn't know if that was like bad form to like, you know, disgrace the dragon or something. Well, ask uh, Florian no, no, no. to say a prayer, a druid prayer. So as you're doing all this, the acolytes are kind of running around, like trying to put things together and just like getting over the situation, coming down off their adrenaline highs. And a small kind of gold shining paper airplane comes sailing through the front door. It circles around. It kind of stops and look. It looks like it's like sort of wayfinding something or whatever, like a compass almost. And then eventually comes down and settles in front of Morgana and lands in her hand. She kind of looks confused. Says these um these things uh, are only supposed to go. This must be some mistake. This these things are supposed to go to the highest ranking chapter member present. That must be you. She looks down the hall. Oh yeah, our chapter lead just fell down the hall. And the rest of them were downstairs sorting through the vaults. I'm the highest ranking chapter member right now. This will be fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, very temporary. I guess I should open it and see what it says. She opens it up. Congrats on the promotion. Chapter 12. Oh, she looks immediately distressed as she's reading it. Says the main library was attacked as well by several large things and a mob of people, uh, possessed people. Uh, it's mostly destroyed. That's a lot of information. Uh, hopefully the vaults are still okay. It's not a lot of information here. But this has gotten the attention of the king, and um, uh, he's declared martial law. And apparently the streets are going to be flooded with militia and soldiers. Well, at least they're paying attention now, right? <laughs> uh, oh? the bright side. <laughs> Does that mean that that one man we tried to see at the other library is dead? I don't know yet. Um, this is just a, a missive to us letting us know what's going on. We'll have to pick up the pieces. I need to still figure out who's still alive here. Oh, all right. I just want to read some books. I just wanted to read some books. Maybe this will convey our urgency for the information that we seek. Let's hope so. Because if if the beast is seeing, feeling so bold as to begin attacking the major institutions of knowledge where some of our most powerful spellcasters reside, um, I suspect things are getting bad. And obviously, she gestures at the dragon. Uh, the enemies appear to be getting much larger and nastier and um, not just about the silver. I know, maybe the creature was sleeping on a bed of silver underground. Who knows what happened? Or something else. Maybe it read one of those books. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I'm going to get to work. And she just immediately just 180s and just starts walking away and like trying to organize people. Well, she seems stressed. <laughs> yep. Do not envy her. Um... It's still only been one day. Who's Sets helping me dragon this dragon? Yeah, we might as well. We'll just... Yeah, we might as well. Should we go check on Dwarven? Hadrosh? I wonder how, um, how many, if they're alive. Maybe we could lever this attack into finding out what we need to find out. Oh, for sure. I think this could definitely be used to give us some information. 
perhaps Morgana, you could help us convey the sense of urgency of uh, she is she's not away. here. Yeah. She's out. She's Bye, Morgana. <laughs> <laughs> she girl boss walked away. Well, I mean, you could try to sneak into the library that was attacked. I don't want to travel through any fucking interdimensional portals that are unstable. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Alright, so uh, I think that's where we're going to leave it. You guys got your dragon prize. Work out the value of all those items at some point, and that's going to be the end of season two of Pathfinder, Romageddon, Grand Designs, and takes a several months long break while we go off to do some Coriolis, play some Tales from the Loop, and Probably Blade Runner at some point. I kicked so, the uh, dragon's ass. Congratulations on being a dragon slayer. Creature I rarely get to use. And Ollie's taking pictures <laughs> now. Dragon slayers. Dragon, dragon slayers. slayers. <laughs> just wait for them to finish with the pictures here. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. We just had to get. We just took a selfie with her giant lizard yeah, kill. kill. You should have taken the the, the mini and hung it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, more hard. pictures. Put it on Tinder. Next to a guy holding a fish, like, oh yeah, bitch, <laughs> a fucking twenty five foot dragon. Nerds. I'm gonna eat its heart. <laughs> Eat its dragon heart. Do you gain power from eating a dragon heart? Uh, no. But you do start talking like Sean Connery. <laughs> I am oh, the last one. Such a not great movie. No, it's not great. Give me your dragon heart. What movie is it? Dragon heart. It's called dragon heart. Oh. All right. Before we get involved in a long conversation on the merits of dragon heart. I say we wrap this up. I am very tired. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's late. And this has been a very long recording. Yeah, I'm Jason, and I have been the Game Master. I'm Ollie, playing Carl the Wizard. And I'm Sam, playing Ori the Oracle. I'm still alive, uh, but I'm barely breathing. Shelby, playing Arya. And I've been Jordy, playing Flory Nicole, the Water Druid. All right, bye-bye, and uh, bye. see you next season. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye, 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 and thanks bye. for sticking with us for four hours and 20 minutes. Derek. I cannot believe how that was so long. I'm so Y'all ready to die tonight? You say that every night. And How about I just turn you to do. stone instead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that works. So bad. <laughs> I am always Yeah, that was ready highly effective. That was a very uh, effective attack. I've prepared all of my afterlifes, and I can be reincarnated at any moment as any sort of zany character. So I'm <laughs> always ready to die. Any sort of zany. Any sort of zany character I feel like. Every time you die, you come back with like a weirder and weirder character. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time coming up with the backstory for this. I'm so excited. Because the next for character. Yeah, for for this whole for the whole thing.
I do like how many different characters you can make on the system. Yeah. Like, I've made some really fucking yeah. other people. <laughs> the next character will be a female with Bjork's voice. Oh my god. Hi! Dragons and <laughs> screaming. Do, I'll, I'll do it the entire time. I'll be completely committed. To I am it. from Iceland. I will break all of you. <laughs> yeah, good luck. You me. won't last two I'm episodes. Yours. Once I start doing it, I can't stop, which is why I'm not performing it right now. For I you. am Bjork. Is she going to be a bard? I am Quirky. cast the spell up the dragon. No, I think she was going to be the termatarch so I could say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> she likes using instruments and implements with her magic. Are it's you a, familiar good. with Deant word? Yeah. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh, that would be both. See fresh! See fresh! Come from South Africa! I love the Spongebob and my ninja! I guess... Fry a spell! <laughs> I cast entangle on the little pooch. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Our cat has like huge insides turds. Like literal, like, think Jordan's in there squatting over the box size turds. <laughs> You'll never know. Secrets. Secrets of magic. This is putting me too uncomfortably close to the <laughs> fact that I'm turning into a clown. Like, I'm going to probably end up marrying someone in the clown community. <laughs> I mean, hey. Is there a clown community? It, it depends yeah. on what kind or of... How, all, depends all on what s- kind of clown we're going for. Are we going for, like, the artsy, like, sad, no, like... I don't want any clown. clown. I don't want any clown, but Dadish suggests that I perhaps am a clown. <laughs> I don't know who I was before... Cow. But now that I'm on my clown journey, unbeknownst, what does your clown journey nice consist of? Why am I so interested? The, I'm like, I was really into that laughing video. Like, I wanted to go. I wanted to watch the full episode. I wanted to. I wanted to put myself in that space. And well, I'm then like, a clown you, would like that. Well, then why don't you go for a comedian? Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want the clown either. It's just it's what's just, happening. It's what fate has. It is what's happening. It's what fate has in store. <laughs> it's okay, an old timey well, jester. Keep my eye out for any shriners that I see. No, I'll send them your I feel like a mime would be nice, nice and quiet. Oh, oh, oh. Start in case. Let's start some shit. Let's start. Start some... pushing people around. <laughs> Just wander down the street, knocking hey. ki- kids over and shit. This is our town now. <laughs> And Arthur, they had a gay character, Mr. Rapper. Yeah, yeah, he got his, gay his gay rat wedding. Yeah, his gay rat wedding mm-hmm. to his gay rat husband. Good for them, rat. Arthur it was, was so boring. Rat. Arthur I had the so. worst plots. Like, like, but the best theme song. I'm okay with him being male on male, but if it married a mouse, it would be really weird. <laughs> it's like a big buff cat. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the dynamic? <laughs> Toss me around. Toss me around. <laughs> I'm actually the top. <laughs> that was actually a pretty solid Robert impression. So. This is the way it is. Boo-boo-doo, boo-boo-doo, boo-boo-doo. Have a chance. Oh, Hold on. I'm coming. Hold on. And... Are you ready? The coughing. <laughs> no coughing. I don't hear any coughing. Coughing. Sucks to your asthma. Coffee? Coughing. If I was a Pokemon, I'd be coughing. I'd be wheezing. Actually, I'd probably be 
That'd be Jinx. Be Snorlax. You just sleep all the time. Yeah, I'd be like, "Fuck off! You can't make me move. I'm huge. I'm both huge and yeah, unless mean. I play my pokey flute, and you'll be like, Wee. and I'll be like, I'm gonna go nap somewhere else. Now I'm angry or hungry. I'm gonna eat an entire town out of house and home. Hey, <laughs> shouldn't have played that pokey flute. Pokemon. Some picks. fucking like poor lady who like has an apple farm is just gonna be decimated. <laughs> Her poor Oops. orchard. That was my family's only income. Can't even make any money off the Snorlax. Now he's just sleeping in the middle of the yard. It's so fucking funny. I'm losing my goddamn mind.